0: Witches, wizards, and muggles. Such an honor it is to welcome you to Relevate a Harry Potter TCG revival podcast with your host, Doug, Mona, and Earth Emilio.
1: Thank you, Darby, and Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Renovate, a Harry Potter trading card game revival podcast. How's everybody doing? I'm one of your hosts, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Mona Morsi.
2: Emilio, Emilio, Soto, Soto. (laughs) I'm going to sleep
1: now. Good (laughs) see you guys again oh man it's been a hot minute since we recorded an episode sorry about that listener things happen every now and then uh where uh life events come up but we're back at it today after this long wait we are bringing you guys the discussion about chamber of secrets the probably the most sought after set in this whole game series but uh before we dive right into that let's catch up with everyone how's how's everyone doing great
2: i'm barely awake as as we mentioned uh you know, we're in different time zones. I am in Pacific Standard Time. Dog is in Eastern, I mean, Mona is in Mountain, right? Yep, uh, we're yeah. We're all
1: over the place. The main yeah. thing is that
2: I'm three <laughs> hours away from Dog. I thought it was noon my time, which is noon my time, but it was noon his time, which is 9 a.m. my time. So he just texted me Same. like, hey, uh, can you send a Zoom link? And I'm like, Yeah, of course. It's like three hours until like you know we start. So I don't know why why you be so pushy right now. And then like, oh wait, ah, right, it's different time. (laughs)
1: Love the peek behind the curtain. That's
0: fantastic. No, that's the thing. That's scheduling hilarious. a
1: podcast good god with all the time zones it's not easy but hey we're <laughs> doing sure. it and i'm yep. glad we're back it's so exciting to be talking about chamber secrets all right now this is the one i feel like in previous episodes it was uh quidditch cup amelia uh, was like i have no input because i don't like quidditch i have no input on chamber of secrets because i barely have any of these cards but i will be trying my best to keep up with you guys you try. and give you yeah and see what kind of a uh, things I can learn from you about, like, the strategy involved in these cards. One of these days, I, I hope to get some of these. But we'll discuss all that. The reason why they're hard to get is because of the price and everything. But long story short, do we want to start this one off? Uh, we should probably figure out a rotation here. Uh, yeah. Anybody want to volunteer to start off?
2: Well, I have a volunteer rotation because I know what you guys play and what Mona plays. Uh, maybe, uh, Doug, you can take the first one. The first one is Angelina. It's Quidditch stuff. Then, following by Mona with... Uh, Arthur Weasley, which you have a deck and you use a lot, and Bladin for me, which I have never used, no, don't care, but it's the last one. So uh, this works. is possibly, <laughs> possibly the, the best option. Does that work for you all? Yes, yeah, I love let's that. Do it. Any of that? Fantastic.
1: Sure. That that being said, actually, really, before quick, before we dive into all this, we're only going to be covering the rares tonight. There are quite a number of cards in the Chamber of Secrets set, so we're going to split it up into two parts. So this is going to be part one, just covering the rares. But that all said, we're starting off with Angelina Johnson. Uh, she's a witch, Gryffindor, unique character. And before each of your turns, if there is a match in play, you get one more action that turn. So yeah, very appropriate for Quidditch. Uh, I really love that effect. Uh, yeah, I have to use her in more decks. Honestly, I maybe have one. No, I don't even think I have a single instance of this character. It's a shame.
3: Yeah, I really do. I I like this card a lot. But for me, because I'm one of those that will play a match, and then I'll play like catch the snitch. Oh, sure. (laughs) You know, so like for me, I'm like, well, if I have her even in my deck, or if I have her as a starting character, it doesn't really do a lot for me, because I'm just gonna play catch the snitch and either, you know, do 15 damage to my opponent or get those 15 cards or whatever, whatever the case might be. So I, I definitely love her, though. I think that it's uh, it's it's a good card for those that actually play the match the way that you should and not just right. like cheat and be a savage like Mona.
1: But who does that? Man? Yeah, I, I don't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't. That's interesting. I, I, you know, because I don't play Quidditch, I read the read this and I was like, yeah, Mona must have like a deck that only has this and matches and it kills you in one turn or something. But uh, apparently not. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. because you do want to, you don't want to give your opponent the chance to solve the match, I guess. So that, that does make exactly. sense. Yeah.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) I stand corrected.
1: She's an awesome (laughs) character to start this set off.
2: Yeah. And now goes the the derpiest character in the set.
1: I know. Let's do it. So, Arthur
3: Weasley right here. uh, So, (laughs) once per turn, you may use an action to choose one of your items in play and do damage to your opponent equal to its printed power cost. So... Of course, I love playing this um, for my potions deck that has Bulgeye Potion in it, uh, because bulgi Potion costs ten, and the item itself says that if you discard the card, then you can do to- you can do thirteen damage to your opponent. So, if you play bulgi Potion, use an action to um, do the damage of the printed power cost, and then discard it with your second action. That's twenty three damage, which is unreal. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's definitely useful, especially since it's like a per action, not just like a once per game type thing. That that definitely makes it helpful. That blows um, my mind that we, it's not a once. per we game We
2: apologize to our you know <laughs> listeners if you are sensitive to brutalness and horridness. <laughs> but we should mo- do a trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, there's,
1: there's <laughs> no sure trigger players, warning. Like, I know. New, new players of the game coming to this podcast, being like, "Oh, I'm just learning," and then yeah, like, well, then we should all go the- now. Yeah, maybe this <laughs> game is not for us. Nah, just joking. No, ama- it is. That is funny.
2: amazing, Mona. I had not thought about that interaction. That makes a lot of sense. Twenty-three
1: and cards. That's like a third it of the deck. Makes it even more disgusting. Yeah, it's That's what I it's thought. It makes
2: so. that bald bald spot in his head even more disgusting. <laughs> <That's> so, <true. laughs> love it. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to see your deck because I do want to build a deck with uh, Arthur at some point. But we'll see. Yeah.
1: Understood. We'll yeah. I'll do a deck tech for you. Yeah, First do freedom. it. Do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you got to do one with. Uh, Philosopher's Stone. That's like 15 printed cards. Good God. I know. That
3: and and I have to do one uh, with... Uh, what is it called? It's that Quidditch card that I was talking to you guys about where like if you have so many cards left in your deck, then you win, but then if you're... A- oh, 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 yeah, Golden uh, Snitch. Gold so, yeah, Golden snitch. snitch. Yeah, you know, I... <laughs> You know, I, I have
2: <laughs> stepped, that very obscure card yeah, that no yeah. one talks about. <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh, I,
3: I I just have a hard time even like go like somebody asked me to like build a like build a deck and then do a deck tech and I'm just thinking about it like every day and I'm like I just don't even know. I, I'll get to it though for sure. You will one of these days. days. I will.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, that's we that's that's great. That's uh, that's definitely a start with two arts of the set that are not great. You know, but we'll move on to some cool art. Not oh, now. Cool. Now we go to <laughs> bladging. How do you say that? Is that how you say it? Bladging? Blagging, uh, blagging. 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 Yeah. However you want to say it. Hashinging, slasher. Then, is uh, this
1: another uh, Wizards of the Coast made up one? I'm
2: not sure. I don't know. Was it in the books? I don't um, know. I'm not sure. Probably Google yeah. can tell us, but I won't right. Google yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> well, Listeners. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, bladging, bladging, whatever, is a spell. It costs 11, so it's a lot. Uh, but it does deal 8 damage to your opponent. And then, if your opponent has any cards in play, they choose one of them and discards them. So this is a big math for me. It's like, why does this card exist? Why is it so expensive? Yeah, eight damage, that's the big question. 8 damage cool. is okay. But for 11, I don't know. And then your opponent chooses a card to discard. So that's the bad part, right? For this cost, I would expect that I select one of their Mm -hmm. cards because you're the one absolutely you're the one like apparently uh, according to this art you're chasing them uh, with your broom or something so yeah I I would guess that you choose whether you're doing but apparently not so yeah I don't like this card I don't know if there has any broken usages Uh, not that anyone in this podcast would know but
1: (laughs) yeah what's what's that thing they're trying to catch there I can't tell (laughs) I'm just kidding what is
2: that Right, that's like a weird thing it must be like a very obscure but no (laughs) <laughs> Blagging,
1: I, I'm almost certain that's not in the books. It's just probably just a Wizards of the Coast like idea at a card and agreed this the the cost is way too expensive. I never run this and I am a big Quidditch head, so I don't know. I'm curious if there are people that have an excuse for why it's in their decks, but personally I can't understand it. Yeah, eleven, <laughs> eleven.
3: yeah, yeah, seriously. Eleven is expensive, even if you have Quidditch pitch in play, which like allows you to yeah. use, I think it's like two less or something, but still it's like
1: I don't know. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't I don't personally run it.
2: We don't know. No one knows. (laughs)
1: Well, that brings us to our next card, which is uh, Body Blow. Oh, now this is some interesting art. Getting sandwiched between some uh, Slytherins. That doesn't look fun. Uh, But yeah, uh, it's a spell. It costs seven, and it says do eight damage to your opponent. Then your opponent may choose a lesson card in his or her hand and discard it. If he or she does, you take eight damage. So it's uh, a risky one because you're hoping that your opponent doesn't have lesson cards in in their hand, so you get away with the eight. Or it's just kind of like evening the playing field where they can just kind of just put out a lesson card and do the 8 damage right back at you. It's a risky one. I don't really play it myself, but I I could totally get it if it's like maybe late game and you see they have a bunch of lessons already out or like they're really low in their uh, deck. Not really sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, even if you were to play like a grip hook or something, uh, you know, and like have that. Well, actually, no, because with grip hook, you they get rid of their hand, but then they. Yeah. Yeah, so even maybe I guess like obliviate or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you play that first if you had, like, um, a
1: charms and Quidditch, but I'm with you. It's just, like, mm, whatever. Yeah, kind of relying on some kind of combo, maybe. Yeah,
0: it's
2: interesting. Yeah. Even, even if it was Dumbledore charging at you with this spell, you know, it would cost only five. Uh, yeah. Hits for eight. Potentially good. If you have hand control in the deck, so maybe, you know, if you had, like, a Draco... Uh, the first Draco, right? You could look at their hands... And mm-hmm. make sure that they don't have lessons. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, that's a lot Maybe of build that's, that's a lot important. of build around though for one character. I don't know if it's worth it, but it's possible. And just as a disclaimer, it's too slithering, sandwiching a Hufflepuff. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what Hufflepuffs are into. Getting sandwiched <laughs> yeah. <of> <laughs> yeah. So a as So Hufflepuff puff Sandwich. I, I understand mm-hmm. this art. I like it. Letting them flutter in. <laughs> well there you go. That's very <laughs> <Awesome>. direct. <laughs>
0: It's 9 a.m. for me, so what
3: are we going to do? It's 9 this a.m. The, for me, too, yeah. Yeah, this is about the <laughs> well, time good. that I, I start to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Love it. After, it's going to be late now. All right, so let's go. Next one, we've got <laughs> Broken Wand. It is an item. You may use an action to reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a lesson, put it into play. If it isn't a lesson, discard it. If you play this card you will, and you already have a wand in play, discard the old one. Isn't this what Errol does? Um, I forget, actually. Yeah, I think Errol does this. So, like, you know, you can put Errol in enters play. the field,
1: though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're going to get to Errol. She's yeah. in this set. Yeah, right? she yep. is. Okay.
3: Yeah, so I think... Um, She's so a reusable just, one. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, Because you can yeah, do it exactly. every turn out.
0: Yeah,
3: um, yeah so I, I, I do like this. I actually don't um, play Broken Wand often. I recently built a draco deck um using like items and so it was like no. a it was a care creatures and charms and so i do have broken wand in it i haven't seen exactly how well it plays but um in theory you know it's good with with the items too because with draco you get an extra action when you play an item so that's always
1: good yeah. Low yeah. cost one. Can't go mm-hmm. wrong. It's easy to get get that in place to kind of ramp you up to a better one. Yeah. Yep.
2: And the contrast the contrast with it would be the borrowed one. I feel like it's a very cheap one. Right. It, it it gives you two it's it two? Two charms lesson, you know. So this is I cheaper. So. I think one cheaper gives you one less. Mm-hmm. But you have uh, less acceleration. I personally like it a lot. If I were to use it once I might try this. I just have not used it, but it it, it does look like a great card, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that borrows the, from the broken one of Ron Weasley. We go to his house now. Uh, mm. And the next card is S- that borrow, <coughs> borrow. Speaking of
1: great cards. borrowed yeah. borrow,
2: borrow. whatever. Five charms for a location unique. Of course, that's all locations. And before each player's turn, if that player has fewer than four cards in their hand, that player draws until they have four. And, <clears throat> of course, it's great to, you know, a normal person, someone that doesn't want to necessarily destroy your <laughs> opponents uh this is a great card to replenish i feel attacked,
3: uh, actually replenish
2: replenish <laughs> replenish your hand right like you're using your spells and you draw more your opponent draws more too but they have they assume that they're playing their cards now if you're a horrible person you will play this <laughs> with uh a card called is it draw potion or snuffling snuffling, yes. snuffling there you go snuffling <laughs> draw yes your opponent has to discard every card they draw right uh the ne- the ne- their next turn so basically when the borrow comes around they just keep discarding if they have four or less cards in their hand right yeah less than four cards i mean um so that's yeah. horrible it's so funny. I
1: feel like the people that made this card, it was just such a good intention, and then uh, the players of the game figured no out that combination. Yeah, and then no, now all I'm of a sudden sure. it's just like I'm pretty evil. sure that
2: they did it on purpose, and they're horrible. Maybe. People. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. it was meant to be discovered, right?
3: I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know because like snuffling potion was from base set, and then yeah. cha- and then this one is from Chamber of Secrets. So the very so the last set that they were. So I don't know. I guess I. It, it might have been like I feel like there's a lot of things with the game that, um, obviously we'll never know, but just in theory, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe Wizard of the Coast didn't think to do that. And I guess I just feel like maybe they did, like maybe, yeah, I think so too. Uh, but I, of course, I don't, I have no idea. But yeah, with Snuffling Potion, next turn, whenever your opponent draws a card, he or she discards it instead of putting it into his or her hand. And so, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so they so they would discard it, and then with the burrow and play, it's a cycle.
2: It's not a hard thing to spot, like you know, like uh, I yeah. I've I've playtested a few as, as well, and it's it's a you're looking for keywords in past sets. You don't have the sets that are before; they're not that big. Mm. I I I find a hard time unless they only have one person doing the whole set. Uh, possible. Mm. Uh, I don't. I I think it was intentional, but regardless, it's a great card. The art mm. is great. Very love the art. Cozy uh, mess of a house there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I think that's uh, that's about it for that card. We can go for our next, the creepy guy now.
1: Yes, the next character we have is Colin Creevy, uh, another Gryffindor unique wizard. Once per turn, you may use an action to draw three cards and then make your opponent draw three cards. Uh, he's a troll. I don't have this card. I would, pr- I would definitely like to experiment with it, but I know, uh, there's people in the community that love this card and just think it's very funny to just, uh, force your character, your opponent to draw three cards. Yeah, that's true. That yeah. could
3: that could also it could also be like a double edged sword, right? So like they draw yeah. that that's that's one of the things about um having them draw I think it's uh peeves that also does yeah. that. Yeah, so um but yeah, definitely definitely a good card. I've only played with uh, Colin a couple times,
2: but nice card.
1: Yeah, I don't like the idea of uh giving my opponent resources as I'm getting resources. Mm. It seems kinda counterintuitive, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe I, there's a strategy there.
2: I think that the main the main thing about this card is Obviously, a deck that you want your opponent to have a big hand so you can play cards, as Mona alluded to, to that they discard their hand and they draw the same amount of cards, so you can mm-hmm. really kill them quicker with something like this. But yeah, like uh, a
3: grip hook or something. Mm-hmm. That's right. Why, yeah, that's sure. why
2: you mentioned. So, uh, really cool card for sure. And now we get, but we now we're going to a crazier one. <laughs> Stupid oh, yes. pun. Yeah, it's not even a pun. It's literally called Crazy Capybara. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
3: Crazy uh... Capybara. It is a uh, creature. Costs seven. When you play this card, draw a card, and it does three damage. um I feel like Crazy Capybara is one of the more common rare cards for the for the Chamber of Secrets. I don't know why. It's like the one that you know I have the most of, and a couple people that I know who have quite a few Chamber of Secrets cards. They also have the most of. It's a it's a decent card, but it doesn't fall into decks often I feel like because of how expensive it is and how little damage it does. Um, you know, I would rather have like a Mandrake or something else. Um or even like it's even a Black Bat. I feel like we always go back to Black Bat because yeah. that's a really good uh creature to have. So it does 2 damage right when you put it in and then it's 2 damage each turn whereas this one's just one more damage and it doesn't do damage uh and i guess drawing a card you can always get that from from something from a different card with with how expensive this is that's just my opinion though i think that's
1: probably their justification for making it cost seven is that additional text of when you play this card draw a card and Mm -hmm. it's like honestly i could live without that make this like a five cost card and i'd probably play it four of them i don't know
2: (laughs) yeah for sure yeah
1: exactly like make it (laughs) make it less but
2: yeah yeah definitely interesting card um not much more to say about a creature that, you know, draws you a card.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: True that. Capybara,
1: the most magical of all creatures. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> It looks very basic to me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Are, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but that's that's a crazed, crazed uh, Capybara. So now we go to an adventure. The adventure yes. is denoming the garden. And we mm. have Ron in... PJs and Harry Potter in a turtleneck for whatever reason, uh, mm-hmm. and they are removing the potato-like gnomes. Very cute, are very interesting. Yes,
1: yeah, very cool. Um,
2: this adventure you can only play if you have at least five lessons in play. So there's a you know sort of a turn restriction to this based on your lessons. Right. And the effect is that at the end of each of opponent's turns, they this if they have any cards in their hand, they this choose one of them and discard it. Once again, they choose, so you know it's not as powerful as other cards that random or that you choose and to solve your opponent has to discard five cards this way so this this way means that this is going to be around for five turns at least right Mm -hmm. like because they have to do it by this unless they don't have cards in hand they can't discard blah blah blah. their Mm -hmm. opponent's rewards that they may draw another card they may draw a card so interesting card i personally was trying to build around draco the original one Mm, um and I thought saw this card, and I may use it. I'm not completely sure. Uh, it's interesting that they really can't get around the effect. Basically, it it doesn't have a resolution. It's just like if five turn has passed after this, and your opponent has this card, card, then this goes away. But if not, it's it's there, right? So it's pretty sticky as a adventure.
0: Right.
3: Yeah, especially if you play this, you know, because obviously adventures can go in any type of deck. So if you play this in a creature deck with with like gnomes already in your deck then ah. they're essentially taking more cards yep. and I think the whole point of of having this or at least Mona's point of having this would be like to just have your um <laughs> Mona's point have your have your opponent get rid like not have a hand at all you yeah, know exactly, so yeah. like Yeah, so you have, like, they're getting rid of this. With this one, they're getting rid of the gnome. They're taking damage. And then anytime they draw a card, they would be
1: getting rid of it anyway. And so it's just essentially that cycle. Slow death. Brutal. Very brutal. Yeah, I might have to experiment with that one. That's another one I don't think I have. But speaking of cards I don't have, we're talking about the chase cards, uh, these upcoming cards here. Uh, We got Dobby's Disappearance. All right, this one's selling for hundreds of dollars. Uh, Maybe not anymore. I forget. But regardless... Dobby's Disappearance reads, it's a spell, uh, Transfiguration, it costs four, and it says, choose one of your opponent's cards in play, other than his or her starting character, and return it to his or her hand. You get one more action this turn. I feel like that last sentence is what makes this card so powerful, but also you are, like, it's, um, what's that other one? Picking on Neville, where you get to uh pick and make them, uh, take a card away. This card, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were saying, like, that's like the... Man. Poor man's Dobby's disappearance. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. this is the Dobby's disappearance, and you get an additional action. Man, I want four of these in all of my transfiguration decks, but I can't get my hands on. them. But that's why we print proxies. Yeah,
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Dobby's disappearance is essentially like a like hover charm, mm-hmm. except you get an extra action, right? So right. Yeah. So that that's definitely what makes it amazing because you're doing it for free. You're and like the cost
1: for four. Oh I my know. god.
3: Yeah, it's unreal. So definitely good. I, I have I've had to print, you know, obviously proxies of of these. um, Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really, really good card. And I think right now, the last time I saw the price on it, I could be wrong. Uh, Amelia, I don't know if you've seen it or not. But it was like 150 still for like, uh, yeah, so it was still kind of up there. But again, Maybe that was like a month ago, and that was just me scrolling on e- on eBay. So. Yeah, it oscillates right.
2: a lot. Yeah, it oscillates. Yeah. A lot from 80, I swear at the beginning of this year it was like Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, if it's <laughs> foil, it's like five hundred plus ish. Yeah,
3: yeah, no, it's crazy. But yeah, yes. awesome card.
1: But and then we're going on to the next Dobby card.
3: Yes, which is also essentially a Chase card. It's a really good card. Yeah. I think I think it's because it's another Dobby. So this would be a Dobby's help. It's also a spell. It costs ten. And um, what it says is your opponent draws 10 cards. Um, so when I first read this card back in the day, I was like, I don't want them to draw 10 cards. Kind of like Doug, like what you're mentioning, like we well, don't want to give them resources, right? But as Great. we go further into this list, um, we'll find some cards that work really well with it. Venomous Tentacular Juice being one of them. And so when we get there, you know, we could talk about um, the idea behind that combination, Definitely. Um, but yeah you know even even if you just had dobby's help in a charms deck then you could always use memory charm or you can use obliviate with it so just yeah. having them draw 10 and then you're getting rid of it or having them draw 10 and then you use memory charm where they choose only one of their hand and then discard the rest yeah um, between that and then having grip hook you know your 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 opponent will be drawing cards for days and then they'll be done and then that's it so um, yeah, really, really good card on its on its own if you know the strategy behind it, and then of course uh, paired up with some potions cards it even makes it better. Yeah. Definitely. And
2: we've, as we've mentioned in the past, uh, the it, <clears throat> when you make your opponent draw cards, it gets around any da- damage prevention, right? So it's another reason why drawing cards is so powerful. And even calling query and this card, like your opponent cannot counter this. Basically, they have right. to draw the cards. It's like guaranteed damage. Of course, they have the resources, but yeah.
3: Yeah, like if they had a Neville, like if they had a Neville in play or something, you know. Like I play with somebody who always starts with Neville because they're scared (laughs) of of damage. Like that's really what it is. Like they're like, I I only want eight, and that's it, because Neville Neville allows you to take eight damage and then ignore the rest. But with this, like you know.
1: Can't stop that. It's not damage. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And now we move to double beater defense. Another Quidditch card. My favorite. And it costs eight. Eight, eight, eight. It's a spell. It has the twins. They're lodging a ball. Something very odd about this card. And then the spell reads as, to play this card, discard two other cards from your hand. So you need a total of three cards to this card to play this. Do 5 damage to your opponent, then if your opponent has any cards in his or her hand, which is uh, their hand, then they choose 2 of them and discard them. So, mm. and, it, and, and it reminds you that if your opponent only has 1 card, they discard only 1. So, uh, just, you know, to be very clear. And this card is interesting. Um, I don't think... I like hand control, but giving out three cards to control to discard two of your opponent's is not necessarily the best deal. If I'm not misremembering, there are cards in the game that already discard two cards from your opponent's hand, but I, I might be misremembering. Uh, I have too many games in my mind. So yeah, <laughs> this is uh, even with with Dumbledore out, this would cost six. Then you have to give out three cards. I don't know, unless you know that your opponent's making you draw cards and you are able have the luxury to discard them, I don't really see much benefit in this. And also that the damage is only for opponents, so you can't target a creature if you know, if they had some creature that's annoying you. So it's like eh. Right. There's actually very few, only a revival card,
1: if I'm not mistaken, that targets creatures from Quidditch. So that's always, like, a problem if you're a Quidditch player. It's like, please, no creatures. Uh, but this card, the cost is too high to do five damage. Uh, discarding your own cards from your hand, I-, I just personally can't get around any of that. Uh, especially when it's Quidditch, I usually am, like, utilizing all the cards in my hand. Unless it's, like, sometimes you find yourself, if you have, like, crossed uh, lessons in your, in your deck and everything, you find, like, oh, this card doesn't really work and it might make sense to discard that to use this but man it just seems very circumstantial
3: yeah for me i would much rather and i would advise to just use ouch instead oh 100 Um, yeah so yeah so like just because it's so this one's so expensive and i and i do understand like the flavor if you will behind quidditch cards you're doing more damage Mm -hmm. and you're and you're going to take some damage too because quidditch is a tough game right i get that um you know but like cuz like without you're also doing five damage and then you're able to t- your your opponent takes one card from their hand and discards it. So this one yes, they're going to discard two, but do you want to also get rid of two cards just for them to do
1: that? Like yeah. you know. So uh I love the art though. Yeah, right. Definitely. Uh that takes us to our next character which is uh Draco the Seeker c- character card uh Slytherin unique and it reads if your opponent has any cards in his or her hand you may use an action to make him or her choose one of them and discard it so very Draco of them <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> typical uh but yeah I now that I think about it, I think I recently got one of these cards in a lot. And I have yet to play mm-hmm. it in a deck, but I would like to give it a try. Why not? Seems yeah. pretty fun. Even as like a, an assisting character, mm-hmm. that's a cool ability. hmm Yeah. Definitely.
2: It's definitely... There's definitely a card. Um I, <laughs> a card, when, yeah. I re- when I compare it... You know, so for those that are listening, when you compare this to the original Draco, the original Draco, you have to discard one card in your hand to activate its effect. But then it allows you to see your opponent's hand and, and, you know, choose a card and discard it. This Draco, you're just trading the action for them to discard a card in their hand, but they are choosing the card, right? So that's the difference. Um, I prefer the original Draco because discarding the right card is way more important than discarding a card.
0: Right. Uh,
2: for hand control, at least. So that's my deal with this. This, I think this deck, this will be good in a, Less serious control deck, so meaning that you just want to take a chunk at their hand and see if something happens, but it's not as strategic as uh, I would like it to be.
1: Yeah, for instance, if you're playing base set Draco, you could uh, discard their Catch the Snitch, versus if you're playing Draco the Sneakcher, they're just going to get rid of one of their Quidditch lesson cards and still have Catch the Snitch. It's like, oh man. Exactly. so.
3: Yeah. Exactly. They're always, they're always going to get rid of a card that they don't need, right? Like any, right, exactly. any of us would do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Emilio, in that I would also choose like base set Draco, you know, if I'm going to use an action, because uh-huh. you get to do two things, right? You get to see their strategy, and you get to choose a card. Uh, yeah. And so by, by by seeing the hand that they have, and then by seeing what they have in play, you can see, well, they don't have enough lessons to pick this card. So even if it's a good card, by the time that they catch up to it, it might not, maybe I'll get rid of it some other time, you know, or something like that, you know, you can kind of see what they're doing. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm with you.
2: And for our listeners in Harry, in other games, discarding a card from your hand is a heftier thing than in Harry Potter. In Harry Potter, you have the, the feasts. The fees return like four cards from your discard pile to your hand. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to build your hand. There's it, it, it's not as a steep cost as it sounds if you're you used to other other games. Yep. So yeah, bye bye Draco the Seeker. You yeah.
0: <laughs> bye bye.
2: Let's let let's talk about some Dragon Poison though.
3: Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Let's get to it. So it is a potion card. It's a spell. To play this card, it's return a spell.
2: To- whoa i know but it's a I potion know. Know. what the Poison. that's my you know my <laughs> i had to say at least once that's, that's yes, it sorry seriously sorry
3: that's okay we, we could say it, we could say it more <laughs> um to play this card return two of your potion lessons from play to your hand do 10 damage to your opponent or to a creature of your choice and it costs seven so um you know as we've talked about before a lot of the potion cards require you to return cards to your hand or to discard them i love the ones that return them to your hand. Those are nice. Yes. And then ten, 10 damage is always uh, a lot. I 10 damage to one creature unless it's like fluffy or something. Um, but I probably would just do damage to the opponent instead of the damage to the creature because 10 yeah. would be a lot for like a bat or yes. you know something yeah, like that. So. that yeah, super overkill.
1: That makes sense. This card slaps. I like I really like this one. I mm-hmm. would definitely play this in a uh, potion deck for sure. 100%.
2: I love the art. Like I I try yeah. I, I try to as a kid I try to make this my oh. clay because I used to do clay, statu- clay mm. stuff. I never nice. it never worked. So it's yeah, like- that's <laughs> challenging, honestly. Yeah. Show us what fun. it looked like. Was it yeah. a worm?
3: Or, like did it try to look like a worm or something? I, I
2: smashed it. I didn't even because <laughs> oh, this is the clay that you that you hardened in the oven. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I didn't even put it in the oven. It was like whatever. Mm. I tried. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looked like a funky snake. a danger noodle if you will so (laughs) let's Uh let's move into the danger noodles office Dumbledore's office Dumbledore Uh, a very beautiful card one of my favorite arts (sighs) in this set you know you have a starry night ceiling you have fox there, just chilling and Mm -hmm. you have some stuff that you can't really see well like in a cake and the crystal thing that protects I want to imagine it's candy because I would be that extra to have a a fucking stand with candy and just beautiful in my office. Some lemon drops, which <laughs> are true, yeah. the lemon drops that, uh, <coughs> Dumbledore right. loves. Yep. Yes. Um, and a fireplace. is just so cozy. You know, when I grow up, I want to have an office like this. And, uh, it's Hell a yeah. location. It's unique and all item cards. So that's your, or your opponents, uh, need three power less to be played. And you still need a power that matches, um, so yeah, I love this card. I actually try to build I think this was the card that I try to build around when I first uh collected Chamber of Secrets because you know I was a I was a person and I wanted Chamber I wanted the stone, the Philosophical Stones, I wanted uh, Mirror of Ares. Uh, I wanted everything in my deck. I wanted this, I wanted Dumbledore, it was a mess. But it was definitely fun and I don't know, like um I don't know how this plays. Is there any are people play this with Arthur, for example, or something like that, that you know of, Mona? I, I have no idea. Um,
3: you know, I actually don't see this card in play often, personally. Um, I think it would be good to have, though, right? Like, if, if they wanted to, the first card that comes to mind for me would be Philosopher's Stone. Um, mm-hmm. You know just because it's an item and, and it's expensive AF yeah. but um but yeah I mean I, and you know now that I'm thinking about that philosopher's stone conversation that we had maybe I'll try to I'll add these into it you know Definitely. just to kind of keep with the the theme but it's also an item um but yeah personally I haven't used this card i, I it's my favorite art one of my favorites yeah. um just like what you said but um but yeah i i I haven't
1: yeah, if I had a copy of this, I would definitely put it in an item deck. That sounds mm-hmm. like a lot of fun to play around with. Uh the cost isn't that bad either, 5. Yeah, and it's like not uh well it well. like yeah, I don't know. And for a location, just yeah, one of the coolest locations on Hogwarts grounds. Yes. True story.
2: Magical in many different ways. So yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wish I could see like all the art, like the whole picture though. <laughs> I know right. I want that as like a poster yeah, or something. That's a beautiful yeah. one. I just
2: have one question. What's this? Where do you think Snape stands in this room when he's with Dumbledore. Uh. Uh, anyways, like, <laughs> we not can not next to Fox. That wait, that wait. does that does bring us to our next next uh card enchanting enchantment. so we yes that is
1: <laughs> a spell uh that only costs two charms lesson and it reads search your deck you may take a character card from your deck show it to your opponent put it into your hand and then shuffle your deck so yeah a uh, way to get a character card uh, for two charms that's awesome it's kind of like who is it uh hermione or no is it ron one of those characters uh, i think it's ron they like to get characters from your deck yeah and so, so yeah that's frogs. pretty cool Yes, that too. So, yep.
2: Juggernaut fox is restricted to uh, wizards and witches, and this one oh, you're gets right. any character. So you can right. get a, yep.
1: a ghost or yeah, anything. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is
3: cool. Yeah, I definitely like this one. the The art always for me, I was always like looking at it, like what What is this supposed to be? It looks like a sort of like I don't know, like gypsy type kind of. Um, you know, like, those, like, old sort of, like, pictures or, like, paintings that I've seen. That, like, I just don't... Read. Like, whenever I see this paint, like, this art, I'm almost like, what is this? Like, yeah, who, I agree who is with that it? One. it
2: what, feels... What's happening, you know?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Who is that is the real question. Yeah. Yeah. It looks no like it, magic.
2: Know. It looks like more magic to get yeah, in yeah. art than Harry Potter mm-hmm. art, for sure. Right. It's good. That, it's but... It just doesn't match the set. Yeah. Right. In a way, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Like, they could have chosen a lot of different things, I, I guess, for that, but... Nice, of course, nonetheless. I mean, Greg yeah. Hildebrandt is one of the best artists.
2: so I, I would have chosen to do uh, Gilderoy, since he was all about manipulating people. It would be mm, hilarious yeah. to have something like that. Uh, but now we're all, uh, I at least identify as uh, Perpetually Tired Pigeon. And now we're going to get <laughs> to Perpetually Tired Owl with our next car, card, Errol. Here we go. Yeah. Let's
3: do it. All right, so we've got Errol, and it costs three it Magical Creatures, when you play this card, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's a lesson, put it into play. If it isn't, put it uh, back on your deck, back on top I of your deck. I love that. So, yeah. So that's a little bit different than the broken wand because if it wasn't a lesson, then you discard it, right? Which is exactly. Yeah. So, um, Errol does one damage only, but if you build like a like an owl deck and you've got a few owls in there, then you could always um, play with the location Ilops Owl Emporium, which totally. allows each of your owls to do one more damage. And so, if you've got like four uh, owls in play, then that's like eight damage, right? So, um, so don't don't sleep on owls just because they're only one damage. Each of them will do something in addition, uh, obviously, as Errol does. Uh, so, yeah, good good card overall, and the
1: art is amazing. Definitely, and especially if you're up against someone with Quidditch and they can't handle the owls, it's like only it only needs one health to get destroyed, but they can't do any damage to it unless maybe they have charms or something. But yeah, uh, yeah owls rock. Sure. Can't. 100. Give them enough credit.
2: <laughs> they also are not what they seem. And that's a quote in yeah. exactly. Twin Fix. Right. Um, but <laughs> yes, very cool card. It looks perpetually tired. It reminds me of more of my undergrads. So <laughs> let's now go to Escaping the Dursley. Also reminds me of my students starting to escape yeah. the, <laughs> the classroom. But, <laughs> yeah. um, Escape the Dursleys has, uh, you know, a cool art. Uh, you have a fatter Mario character here that's supposed to be <laughs> grabbing into Harry's leg, and Ron is pulling him, and the other two is pulling him. It's really dramatic, uh, the most dramatic. dramatic. <laughs> yeah. It's very dramatic, like for yeah. the art, when you compare this art
3: Miserable
2: with, <laughs> <laughs> with the rest of the like, sure. art of the set. It is very weird, and the jersey does look like Mario. It's like, or well, Wario, let's say Wario, yeah. Wario. Yeah, there we go, <laughs> Wario. Yeah, um. It's, uh, it's one of those oppressive cards that some people, maybe not in this podcast, love to be oppressive. But... <laughs> this That's was no played idea. against me
1: in tournament, and it was like my first real tournament <laughs> I was ever, there. And I was like,
2: God, it was I so I can feel the crying uh, in the I inside. Can. I... <laughs> oh my gosh. But why was he crying, you ask? Well, the effect of this card is that your opponent can't use action to play any cards except lessons. Uh, and to solve, your opponent discards their hand. And if they do, then your opponent can search your deck for any card and put it into their hand. And then shuffle their deck. So, yes. yes. A lot, a
3: lot better than uh, Caught by Snape. A lot better, <laughs> you know, in my opinion. Like, you know, definitely this this is one of the cards that people are uh, playing. Either this one or Caught, or caught by Snape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know the the because I feel like to solve it is is crappy. Don't get me wrong. And I and I and I yes. have cried too, Doug. You're not alone in that. <laughs> um, but you know, like you you have like this awesome hand, and it's not even like you can't play spells or you can't play. Yeah, pe- yeah. It's like you just can't play any cards at all, and so you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah. So it, it it does it does suck for sure. Um, but then being able to go back into your deck and find a card that maybe you have a couple. Cards. If you had a strategy in mind then you can like, you know, build that with the one card, whatever. But yeah, it's definitely better than Caught by Snape, which is what it's um it's compared to. You know, it's like this one and Caught by Snape sort of go hand in hand because they have the same effect. Just different yes, solving exactly. reward.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, if you sense. play this card against me, I will just rip it to shreds. So yes, you know, exactly. just be warned. <laughs> yeah.
1: This card is block banned away. by the Renovate <laughs> podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. No, just
2: against <laughs> me, I will just rip it <laughs> yeah, to shreds.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, play that card all you want. It's
2: just a brutal one. Yeah, as no, we, yeah. Just yeah it was, play uh, on your but own that- risk.
1: <laughs> that takes us to our next character, which is, uh, the Fat Friar. They are a ghost Hufflepuff unique, uh, healing. Oh, wow. So yeah, you can't play them as your starting character. Uh, but once per game, you may draw two cards, then do two damage to your opponent, and what, then put up to two non-healing cards from your discard pile on the bottom of your deck in any order. Oh, interesting. See, that's my first time ever even reading this card. Yeah. So I don't own a copy of this, but wow, what an interesting character. He yeah. gives you a little bit of healing too. Right
2: does a lot of things. There's it so does keep going it, and going and going. So <laughs> many things and none of them yeah. okay. Like it's just like I for me it's just, it does a lot of things and really not none of them are outstanding. Not even together. It's outstanding. It's, it makes sense it's yeah. once
1: per game. If it was once per turn that'd be insane.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> for sure. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, you put them in the bottom of your deck so you're assuming that you have ways to search your deck or if not or shuffle it i guess if yeah, not shuffle it. the bottom is like whatever right it's like
1: true yeah
2: i don't know have you yeah. seen anyone play this card maybe in the pj or whatever the armando deck but other than that i don't know where this would go to be yeah honest. not personally
3: yeah, it is it is sort of one of those like <clears throat> I mean, I think in theory it's it's fine, you know, but like you said, it's it's a once per game. You have to use two actions to play it unless you unless it's it's in um a character deck, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I, I have a character deck but I I don't have the fat fryer in it. No. Um Or I'm sorry, I did have the Fat Fryer in it, <sighs> but I never I never used its uh like ability, and I just was like, all right, well, I'll just switch it for something else. So, this one could be
1: swapped, yeah, 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 that makes sense.
3: Doesn't mean it's a bad card by any means, it obviously does a lot. It's just you know, I, I never got to using it. And then, if you have it in a standard deck and you use two actions for all that stuff, that could be fine, but
2: eh. mm-hmm. yeah. a collective meh from the yeah, collective meh. <laughs> so, we can move on Very to meh. the another actually a card that i wish it was better but go ahead oh, tell no. us the i know
3: yeah. i know let's do it so fox the famous fox uh phoenix it's a creature of course each turn you may prevent four damage done to you if fox is discarded from your hand if if, if fox is discarded from play put it into your hand yeah um and it has four health so I mean I'm with you, Emilio. Like it oh, it costs twelve too, which is <laughs> yeah. just absolutely it's like, man. Like yep. why why what's up with the fours, just by the way? Why? Is there something yeah, like <laughs> let's how about we just say why and then go to the next one? <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, it's definitely odd. No damage. I mean I don't know. I, I I thought Fox could be a badass. It, it bit the eyes off the basilisk. <laughs> the I'm moment. really
3: cool. Yeah. And I'm really cool with it being more healing than anything, but like have more health because like Fox or uh, Phoenix is like, they have like their tears. Like you just meant like all this kind of stuff. Right. But like yeah. have it do more. Preventing damage can help you. Um let's let's have the health be something like 12 right like something you know
1: they went low because they're going off of the whole flavor of the being reborn from the ashes and it going back to your hand so like they want it to die frequently and then you just be able to put it right back into play. but it's like 12 12. exactly will you be able to put it back into play is the real question after it gets killed right exactly this
2: card has so much potential you could do uh in Yu-Gi-Oh there's this card old card called sinister serpent it's a card that when you discard it from your hand it Comes back at the, at the, in your next turn, something like that. You could do something like that. You could have done like it's twelve. God, like you know, it could return to the field for a repair for that cost, so, like and and just leave it at this. If you want, like yes, like you you can remove 4 damage each turn. But when this card is discarded, it, it returns at the start of your next uh, turn or something like that. You know, for twelve, yeah. something like that would have been reasonable and flavorful. But uh, the more we go into the set, the more I think that only one person was in charge.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: And they were they were angry about it. Like I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some of these cards just absolutely ridiculous, just yeah. like.
1: <laughs> We know this card game's getting shut down. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh. Looks, oh. that's what it looked like. No. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what it looks like. Uh, Sad face. Yeah, it's so. Good. But I guess that takes us to our next adventure with Emilio and speaking our, of fighting the basilisk,
2: yes. Speaking of fighting the basilisk, we have the adventure fighting the basilisk, and uh, it has. Actually, one of the arts that I actually didn't expect in the in the set, but I actually like. I like this art. Yeah. I like the, the the basilisk looks like a you know punk rock snake. It's has like it's like green and purple, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry Potter has a pirate's cutlass for whatever reason, instead of the sort of Gryffindor in their hand. Just like on the box, of yeah, the card, yeah, it's a pirate yeah. cutlass. So yeah, sure, why not? And uh, he also has a sash. I don't know. No, no. It's just a shadow. Anyways. Oh, okay. uh, It looks like a purple sash, but (laughs) it's actually a shadow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, this adventure requires you to have seven lessons in play. Um, Before each of your turns, your opponent takes five damage. That's the effect. To solve, your opponent chooses four of their cards in play and discards them. Then your opponent's reward is that you take five damage. So it's a back and forth. It's a fight. You're damaging your opponent. They're damaging you. Seven lessons in play. Sheesh, um, that's a lot for an adventure. I do mm. like that they were trying to restrict adventures more. I, I I, would say that most adventures do need a lesson restriction uh, for them to be more balanced.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially one like yeah. this, like you said, where it's a back and forth. It feels yeah. m- like more of a late game, could yeah. be like the determining factor of a game. And I like that their opponent's reward is actually, uh you take five damage instead of it being something like, oh, uh they may draw a card or something. It's like, no, I want to be able to like fight back here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead of just like get a weak reward. Mm-hmm. You know, they
2: they spent a lot of time in the flavor department you know, like, when the, when Harry killed the Basilisk, he gets injured, you know, so it makes sense for this adventure to sort of give that that feeling. Um, it's just something, I wouldn't play this. It's just seven lessons, Yeah, it's just too much. As I said, I like that they were restricting the, the adventures with lessons. I think they were just their first attempt, and it wasn't very successful. But it could be. D-
1: yeah. This could be a flavorful card in, like, revival stuff, especially now that we have the Basilisk and stuff. Basilisk, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's definitely, like, one of those, like, I mean, like you said, like, I, I guess I never even thought about why they required lessons, but they were yeah. just trying to, you know, restrict some of these these crazy yeah. adventures that, like, you might play, like, at the very beginning or something. Yeah. Um, exactly. You know, so, yeah, I, I definitely get
2: that. Um <laughs> What? Sorry, I just imagined, you're a wizard, Harry. Now here, kill this giant snake. It's like yeah, starting yeah. a game. Yeah. I didn't <laughs> I sign know. up for this. I know, Lesson yeah. one, kill a basilisk. Yeah. basilisk. <laughs> basilisk. <laughs>
1: what? Jeez.
2: True Sorry, that. I had to say. <laughs>
1: All right, well, that takes us to our Ooh, next item, which is the, it. the flying car. Uh Oof. It only costs... Well, only. It costs eight charms lesson, and it reads, you may use an action to choose an adventure or location in play and discard it. So if you helpful. discard an adventure, you don't get the reward. So, yeah, love that ability, especially if there's just, yeah, either an adventure or a location really just screwing you over. This is just like a get-out-of-jail-free card. But again, you won't get the reward from the adventure. That would be a little... uh too overkill probably but there are cards for that like uh, mm-hmm. we've talked about previously like drake's Draco, trick where yeah. exactly, yeah. yep, exactly
2: or whatever logic uh, logic there you go yes
3: yeah i definitely love this card uh the art is absolutely beautiful oh God, i love i love the yeah. car.
2: where does this Headway pop up in flight is. yes well, what's Mona, that? does this pop up in any promos because this looks like an art that could have been used but i don't know in I any know, sort I of wish like, old you old merch that you talk about sometimes.
3: I, you know, I actually haven't. I've seen a lot of like the Ford Anglia everywhere, but yeah. just this particular mm-hmm. drawing of it, I haven't. It's so um, good. Yeah, I know. I, I, I love it. I, I do. And then just Hedwig, just, just flying right it's now, just so amazing. Hedwig flying is amazing. without
2: getting killed by a killing. Oh my god! No,
3: no, no, <laughs> it Spoiler. <laughs> oh my god. There's like an eleven year old like listening to our podcast. they are like, what? No. What are
1: they what are they laughing
3: at? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I definitely I definitely love this card though. Um yeah, really, really good item. Because like the I do have it in my snake deck where it's potions and uh charms. And so this helps because a lot of times, you know, like if someone plays a um caught by Snape or one of these other ones, I just don't want to have to deal with it. And I don't have a starting character that helps me get rid of adventures. This is the card for it. It is a little bit expensive, but um, because it's a charms, then you might want to add a wand shop so that you don't have to, you know, but
1: anyway, really, really good. That's a good suggestion. Yeah. Yeah. Love love this card. Love the art. Need more copies of it. But that takes us to our next one, Mona. Let's do it. So this is flying
3: laps. And it's a Quidditch card. It costs Flex. 10. <laughs> flying Flaps. Um, yeah, it costs 10. It's a spell. Count the number of lessons you haven't played. Do that much damage to your opponent. Then draw that many cards.
1: <sighs> okay, if they didn't have that last sentence, I feel like I would build around this card. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea of like, if like there's been plenty of instances where I have a boatload of lessons. Obviously, if you're playing this card, you have at least 10. At least. Uh, so... I don't know. I like that, but then why would I want to draw that many? Ah, this card was so close to being amazing.
3: (laughs) I know it's really it is sort of like interesting. Like, like I do again. Like I do get the fact that Quidditch is brutal, right? So like it's it's just it's never ending. It's constantly going. There's something going on. There's a lot of action, which is why each Quidditch card is do this and then this, do this and that, this damage and you know. So I get that, but I'm just like, like, why would let's. Like like you said, like you got ten card. Why would you want to draw ten? Yeah, I don't want to draw ten cards. Yeah. Like no. especially if it's already into the game to where I have ten in play. I don't know. It should have been it like
2: should... probably like draw half the amount. You know, still like it's a penalty, or, but yeah. it's not as much. Or I don't know. It's mm. it's, it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah.
3: Stranger danger. Yeah, it's a no. Very it's a card.
2: no for me. It's uh, a meh again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we can go to an adventure that's let's see it's a event that's called flying to hogwarts you have the car in another angle there's no head with maybe he was shot already here and there's like <laughs> birds there's, bird. Damn. <laughs> there's the birds. There birds around the car there's birds around the car there's other birds and the adventure reads before each of your turns your opponent takes two damage uh to solve your opponent skips a total of five actions <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> how reasonable and your yeah. opponent reward your opponent may look at your hand choose one of those cards and discard it that's a good reward uh but still <sighs> for skipping five actions i don't know like yeah like,
1: five actions that's two and a half turns that's insane
3: i know at least they don't have to be one right after the other but still like that's a lot i mean that's like why i guess why wouldn't you want to do them after the, I, I don't know
2: yeah you probably would have to yeah I don't, I don't know this is a sounds like a fun card that no one will solve and just it'll just take two to the face each turn and hopefully survive um, yeah no I wouldn't use this card personally evil, yeah evil card
3: yes,
1: I know it is crazy
3: I don't <laughs> like it. That Let's takes go. us to
1: our next character, which is Ginny Weasley. Uh, she's Gryffindor Witch Unique, and she reads, before each of your turns, count the number of other characters you have in play. You may draw that many cards. Okay, so she's a resource builder, especially if you have like a character deck. That's an interesting uh, ability. And again, is this another one of those uh, artworks where she is a clay model, Mona?
3: Yeah, Kim Graham did all yeah. of those. Uh, I mean, they're, they're amazing. I think I think there was like an auction a few years ago, like, um, auctioning these, but yeah, the, the, the clay same with uh, Albus Dumbledore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Kim Graham is a couple great of those you can
1: really kind of just tell. It's like, man, it's just a unique art. No, this mm-hmm. one is great for sure.
2: The only one I don't like, I think is the Ron from Adventures at Hogwarts. Yes. Yeah. Kind of yep. funky. That's the only yeah, one that I don't like, but the rest Ron are great. Yeah. yeah. And she also mm-hmm. only did the bust for this one. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't, yeah. it's uh, also less work. So hopefully yeah it, same with colin Creevy. yeah give her the time Just to the work last. the details looks like an actual human here
3: yeah <laughs> yeah that's true and and i and i really do like the card uh, ginny weasley's actually in my character deck and very resourceful um it's one of those though like i probably will not use um like like once I put her in play, I'm like, oh man, like she's in play. And so like like if I have like five or six, you know, characters, and that's totally fine, right? But once it starts to kind of like get more and more and more, then, um, you know, you're drawing way too many cards. I would be drawing too right. many cards. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, like you said, a resource builder. So
2: it's a good emergency card if they obviate mm-hmm. your hand or something. Like, no, I'm yep. gonna draw cards now. Um, yep. I, I I now remember something important because Doug was commenting on flying laps. And I just remember there's a certain person in this podcast, maybe not necessarily Doug or Mona Uh-oh. or me, that tried to incendio their opponent instead <laughs> of a monster. They were like, "Yeah, I have twelve lessons. So I'm gonna hit you for twelve queens." Oops. Uh, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, just, yeah I, mean, I do remember shoot, doing yeah. that way back in the day. <laughs> yeah. I admit it. <laughs> uh, I admit it.
1: But now we have to, we can
2: go to now with that, you know. The side where we can go to Greenhouse 3. And we're officially oh, yes. almost halfway through the cards. <laughs> yes,
3: let's do it. Greenhouse 3 is a location. All locations are unique. Um, it costs five. And it says, once during each player's turn, when he or she uses an action to play a plant card, he or she gets one more action that turn. Uh, this is a really great card. Uh, personally, I like it for my sprout deck. It's a it's a plant deck. Yeah. Um, you know, you play, like, Mandrake, Cobra Lily, Umbrella Flowers, Leaping Toadstools, and you get an extra action, you know, those types of things. So,
1: that's good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I would love to see owls go head-to-head against plants. I've yet to see that combo. I don't have too many. I don't have a, uh, this card in particular. I think I just got my first copy of Sprout not that long ago. So, to play with uh, a plant-themed deck is something I've yet to do. But, man, both of those, like, kind of tribes seem very fun.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, let's do it sometime. Yes.
2: Yeah, now that we're running out of... Now that we won't review cards, we should just record some games and... Yeah, oh, we, we can definitely love get it. that going. Yeah, That's on the horizon,
1: 100% yeah. listener. And yeah, maybe we'll be playing with some listeners if you guys get in touch. Yeah. Yeah, heck yeah.
2: Or people in the community, for sure. Yeah, I want to play that Lockhart deck and make you all scream. Ooh, oh no. Uh, I want to play an
1: Eat <laughs> Slugs deck. <No. laughs>
2: so... Let's go, we're going to move now to our next card. Another location. This is the Gryffindor Common Room.
1: For yes, five.
2: Mm-hmm. Also great art. Very cozy looking. Mm-hmm. Cozy, uh, yes. Library. Uh, Fire hazard, but still cozy. Lots of <laughs> yes, food around. And the location. Gryffindor unique. as uh, so all locations. And before each player's turns, he or they, they count the number of Gryffindor cards they have in play and draw that many cards. So this affects both. Both players, you just count how many Gryffindor cards you have, and you draw that amount of cards at the start of your turn. Yeah, before each player's turn. There you go. So interesting, very, very interesting, very distinguished. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Like, do you use this in your character deck, Mona?
3: I don't know, and i I think that it would be because, like, you know, Gryffindor cards, like they're they're good, right? But like, I'm not gonna build a deck that's just Gryffindor cards. Like, it's just so. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, so so it'd kind of be like, I don't know. I, I mean, this this would count as one though, right? Because it is a Gryffindor card. And what about uh,
2: Doug? I know you have your Dippet or drip Dippet or however you call it the 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 houses deck. Do you run this there? or Would you run it
1: there? I think I would. And what's the other one? Isn't there a Slytherin common yeah, room? We're I don't. It. Yeah. Now I'm trying to think about it. I don't have either of those. So again, it's oh god, always, I didn't know you're comes missing down so to many me.
2: cards. <laughs> yeah, I'm missing I'm some. Have mi- I have I have like a lot of bulk <laughs> chamber I'll just send you what you're missing. Oh, oh, I know. That, I have to do the
3: same. T- yeah let us let us know what you're missing. I'll I'll get
1: definitely it. get in touch. But yeah, this is another one. If I had it, I think I would be putting it in my dip- dip it debt just because. Um, let's say yeah, you could activate dip its ability, or just uh, it just feels very flavorful. Yeah,
3: it does. And Dippet dip is one of the fan made cards. Yeah. So what does that do?
1: If I'm not mistaken, it's basically any of the house cards. Mm-hmm. If if it reads one of the houses, you can either activate his ability to draw two cards or damage your opponent two cards. So um It's
2: one and, per, once per turn, right? I, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's once per turn. And and now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if it if it has to be a witch or a wizard that has no, it's it's actually any house card. So yeah, that's that's why it's cool because you could play yeah. certain creatures like the Slytherin Serpent, the Gryffindor Lion, the Hufflepuff right. Badger. Mm-hmm. I remember like, now. Uh, uh, I remember.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember when uh when the when those cards uh came out. I remember seeing that. Um, and I think I I think I printed one of those actually because I remember it was like you said, like it was all the houses because yeah. it was. Anyway, cool. A no, really cool. good yeah. card. I, I really like yeah. love that yeah. whole team and how that brings yeah. it together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It looks no.
2: like Morpheus though, but it's still still it looks amazing. <laughs> I gotta. That's I gotta.
1: Yeah. I gotta look that up again.
2: And now we go wow. to.
1: Harry Potter. titular Harry second year. Yes, look at him. He looks so much older now. Uh, But yes, uh, Gryffindor, wizard unique as we all know. At the Mm -hmm. start of the game, if Harry second year is your starting character, secretly write down the name of a creature. Wait, where is this going? I've never read this crazy card. Yes, it's a crazy card. (laughs) Secretly write down the name of a creature, item, or spell card. If your opponent plays that card, you may reveal what you have wrote down. If you do, at the end of that turn, you may shut shuffle up the 20 non-healing cards from your discard pile into your deck what <laughs> so that's crazy the idea is you're kind of predicting one of the cards in your opponent's deck and if they play it you heal yourself for 20 wow
3: i know so but it's like like okay so if they play it early though in the game and you don't have those 20
0: yeah you're like that's pointless
3: you know i don't know i i have played with this once like years ago And I, and I did write down a card, but to be fair, it was with somebody that I had played often with. So I knew like what their cards were. Same with me. Like they knew, like, you know, it was kind of predictable. So. Well, that's the thing. If that's
1: honestly the case, then you should know what like cards uh, your opponent is going to like slam you with at the very end or like something that like could be a game ender. And I feel like once they play that card, you would counter it by like any damage they're doing, you're healing 20 anyway. So it's just like, uh, I'm not really sure. This is a unique card. Never even encountered it. This is my first time reading it ever. So I would like to experiment with it, but man, what a unique one. It's, Do either of you guys play with this? I, I don't. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It
3: was just yeah, just just that just that one time that I did. That one I, time, time in college. Yeah, that one time. <laughs> <You know.
0: laughs> Yeah, but another another Kim Graham, so that's cool, yeah. right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's Clay. No way.
3: <laughs> yeah, oh, right. wow. I know, super crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just just that one time, and um, th- I've said that a few times. So the let's coconuts, just to the coconuts, <laughs> The sounds.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot uh, what movie that's, so that's so from. I remember this uh, oh, the coconuts. Um, but yes, we can uh, definitely move from the crazy card of. Uh, Harry to actually a reasonable card, Hermione, Potion Maker. Yes, I Hermione, love this
3: yes, here we go. So when Hermione. you use an action uh, to put up to two lesson cards, you may use an action to put up to two lesson cards of different types from your hand into play. So, so cool. yeah, very, very cool. I mean, obviously, like, you know, it's, it's, it's best if you're using this as one of your, um, as a starting character for a deck that has two different types. Um, so make sure you do that.
1: And it's helpful. You know, like, why wouldn't she want that? Hermione, I, know, really I, the con- I know Emilio, huh? I was gonna say, I know Emilio likes calling me out, but also Queens, I think, was playing this card incorrectly <laughs> in the past where she would just play two lesson cards of the same type. And I was like, we forgot to mm-hmm. read that, it's of different types, so that's pretty important. But it, like you said, it sounds like it,
2: you're deflecting you're your past mistakes <laughs> to your wife no, while she's not absolutely. even here. I don't no, know. I'm, I'm going to contact gonna Queens right yourself. after this. I'm going to oh, contact no. Queens. I'm going to... This is going to come no. up, and you're going to sleep on the I'm couch. I'm going to be sleeping on the couch. That couch you know right, right there no. behind you. That's where you're yes, sleeping. Yes, man. Here. You uh, guys know no, this. no, but... Um, Hermione Potion Making and also the con- the contrast is the original Hermione, right? So the original yes. Hermione lets mm. you play an action and play any two lessons, but you must have two lessons in play already. So That's where the confusion that's, came that's from the, originally. That's the confusing part, and also... It depends on how quick of a start you want. In Harry Potter, I don't think you need that, to be honest. I think the original hermanis is good enough. Like, you're not really... Uh, unless you're playing, like, really quick decks, I don't think it makes sense because you can just use two actions to put your two lessons and then you don't have to care, right, like, what lessons you play with the hermanis action. However, I have seen this card is popular. Uh, maybe I'm missing the reason.
1: I just think it's very helpful for decks that are even more than just two-colored decks. Uh, it just gives you that flexibility to play more lessons at
2: once. But, but uh, even just that's just start, risky. Right? It's just at the start. It, yeah. it, the, it's it, You have an advantage in your first turn if you have this as a starting character, but then the rest of the game is worse than the original Hermione. So I don't know. Like it, I see. Unless I'm missing something, maybe I'm missing something.
3: I do like the original, like the base set Hermione, because after you play two lessons, then each time you play, uh, you can put up to two lesson cards for one action. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so that that can kind of like get you to to have lessons if if you end up having two, right? Like in your hand at that time. So, um, but yeah, I think I think the Hermione characters all are all meant to essentially uh, get you more lessons, right? Because yeah, she's smartly hands, yeah.
2: So.
1: 100%. There's a few
2: you have options. so
1: Yeah. I do like this one, though, a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For multicolored decks.
2: I can see for that sure. you're scared of something, though. Are you scared when I tell uh, Queens that you just threw her on yes, the bus?
1: No. I'm afraid she's going to
2: uh, listen to this episode. From the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next card is Impersonating Goel, well, though. Probably the easiest card to find, in my experience, to find from Chamber of Secrets. I always see it floating around. Um, yeah. Cost five has a horrid art of a uh, soon to be delinquent in the picture. And oh, jeez. The, the spell is a spell. It show, it does this following. Choose a character in play other than your starting character and discard it. Then says your deck. You may take a character from your deck, show it to your opponent and put it into your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So basically, this is just referencing the apologies portion. You are like, switching one switching character for another, but not your starting character because that's very protected in Harry Potter, uh, mm-hmm. TCG. And yeah, that's about it. I don't know. <clears throat> Once again, when you have things like chocolate frogs and you have things like entrancing enchantments. I'm having a little of, of a hard time to know why you would play this, uh, but maybe I can be a light in here and this conversation. I think
1: the idea is the ability to just remove a, char- a character from play. Like, There's not many cards yours, in
3: this game. Right? It has to be yours? The oh, it
0: doesn't...
1: Choose
3: a character in play other than a starting character. Oh, play no, it can be. Okay, 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 there you go. And, and that's that the thing. It's, it, yeah, to me, sense. it's
1: more or less like an Avada Kedavra. It's like you said Yeah, yeah. if they so were to f- implement that in Revival in the future. No. Yeah.
3: So for me, I think that this card in particular is, is good for, like, let's say, for example, if I wanted to play a Madame Pomfrey to do healing, I couldn't play a Madame <laughs> Pomfrey if my opponent has one in play. Yeah. And oftentimes what happens is, like, I'll play a Madame Pomfrey, for example, and I'll keep them in play. Not that you can just get rid of any card, but... You want to be able to keep that in play so that your opponent cannot use yes, that yeah. same. I yeah. see. So I, so I would say that uh, this is actually a pretty good card for that purpose, especially if they put it into play without using it right away. Then you can get rid of it without them being able to use it. And, and any any uh, character that does no, something That is them, great. Obviously. I forgot yeah. that Very Harry Potter
2: has the archaic rule of the unique. Yeah, I forgot. Mm. So yeah, definitely... Under those yeah. circumstances, it is a good card. Still always see it anyway. eBay. It's like it's the most listed card that I see when I'm searching for Harry Potter stuff. Really? <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Nice. Yeah. Oh crap. And then of course I get in the spider's lair. I'm the arachnophobic one, but it's an adventure. It reads Oh, look <laughs> at that arc too. Good God, that's terrifying. That. Uh oh, the effect. Gosh. Before each of your turns uh you may Show your opponent any number of creature cards from your hand. Your opponent takes that much damage. Yikes. Uh Your mm-hmm. opponent takes... Uh, and to solve, your opponent takes 10 damage. And your opponent's reward, if you have any cards in your hand, you choose one of them and discard it. So, n- don't own this card. Never seen it play played. But I do have a spider deck. And I feel like if I were to own this card, this would 100% go in there just for the flavor. And it is fairly brutal yeah let's say I have a bunch of my spiders in my hand still and not yet in play that could come in handy for this adventure
3: yeah I I have played this card I, I do like playing it in my in my character in my creature decks uh, for that very reason I mean especially if like you pull it earlier on and you're still waiting for your lessons to pile up so you can play those uh, creatures it's a good yeah. way to just to get that like if you have four creatures in play or four creatures in your hand and they can do four damage right so um, yeah. sometimes They'll look at that 10 damage and be like, oh, I don't want to take 10 damage. But after two or three turns, you've taken like, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12, whatever. So, uh, yeah, definitely definitely a good card for any uh, creature deck. And they
2: might just discard it just too, because they're scared of what could happen, mm-hmm. right? So they're like, I'm going to solve this before it hurts me. And like, you have no creatures yeah. in your deck. Uh. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> Very good
2: point. Yep, true that. True and then true that. We, well, now we can go to Justin, Fitch, Fletcher. Fletcher.
3: Yeah, let's do it justin finch fletchley this is another kim graham uh she did a lot for a chamber of secrets um all right so you may use an action to draw two cards and then put two cards from your hand on the bottom of your deck in any order um
1: i don't wanna i don't wanna yeah i don't wanna do that <laughs> i'm not sure how i feel about that it just feels like uh I don't know, to get rid of, to just recycle cards. What is that? some of the other cards we've run into, like color-changing ink? If you just don't like your hand or something, it's like, let me just uh, take some, get rid of others. I don't know.
2: Color-changing ink is definitely better than this, uh, but this yeah. is a character, right? So if whatever reason, if your deck relies on having cards in your hand, uh, this is potentially a good card. Historically, this had a great effect in in all card games. In Harry Potter, I do feel it's a great effect because it's not damaging you. But you are mm-hmm. like getting more resources, right? Uh, but then again, you're putting them in the bottom of your deck, so it's a lot of back and forth there for sure. Yeah, so I guess you're yeah. hoping
3: that you could eventually like cycle those through and shuffle your deck mm-hmm. because at the bottom of your deck, I mean, I don't
1: know. There's plenty of cards that do shuffle for yeah. you, so, or just yeah. So I think that's the hope. Yeah,
2: the hope. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> right. interesting card for sure. I, I I wish I wish it was just like College in the Ink. I wish the effect was like you can return, you know. Any amount of cards from your hand to the bottom of your deck, and then you draw that amount of cards, that would be a really interesting. Character to have, yeah, yeah, For sure. similar to yeah. Sc- Scroll Rack, a legendary card in Magic the Gathering, and uh, many other games have a similar effect. So, yeah, right, anything else to say about this? Nope, don't have that card. Wish I did. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. we really need to help Dog here. I really hope <laughs> I I, I really I'm not trying to not be- not a. Or Pity party over <laughs> of secrets here, um, but okay.
1: Yeah, I'm is it serious. is it my turn now or is it Mona? I think so. Yeah, Are, yours. Oh my god, I mean, that's yep.
2: hilarious that I got with this card. Uh, Lockhart. Yes, that's true. Yeah, and this is probably my favorite card in the set. Um, it's Ooh. just I, lo- I love making people uncomfortable. I don't know if you've all noticed. Uh, so this is the <laughs> perfect card to do that. You have first uh, a great art. You have Lockhart with his very beautiful golden blue robe, touching Harry in a weird way. Uh, <laughs> yes. And moving on from that, the mm, adventure. looks concerned. The adventure effect is like when you use an action to play a spell. Your opponent says, "Brilliant!" If your opponent forgets, he the they take three damage at the end of that turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, to solve your opponent, your opponent lets you have four more <laughs> actions on your next turn. And their primary reward is that uh, you take three damage. I love this card. I want to hear anyone, everyone say that I'm, that I'm brilliant every time I play a card or forget and get damaged. Sadly, it's I, so crazy. It doesn't stack, I believe, right? So it do, it just because it doesn't say your opponent takes three damage for each you know instance that they missed uh, saying brilliant. It's just like if they missed it once during the time that you play a spell they get hit for three. But they wouldn't get hit, you know, if they miss it three times, they wouldn't get hit for nine at the end of the turn. At least that's not right. how the card reads. I don't know how people play it though.
3: You mean if they played like two two so spells So if I play two spells
2: and you missed yeah. both of them, it just says, right, at the end of the turn if they forgot, they take three damage. It doesn't say like for each instance. They take yeah, them. at the end of the turn, I see what you're getting. I at. got yeah. it. Yeah,
3: the the verbiage is very very particular. Like like, there's actually some details that are missing for those types of like, um, yeah, thoughts. I I, you're right. I guess yeah. if you play two spells and they forgot to say it, then I guess it does read that you would just take three. Yeah. I would assume that they would take, like, if somebody said you take six, I would say, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Honestly, the way me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because, like, cause like, whenever you use an action to play a spell, your opponent says, brilliant. If your opponent forgets, so whenever you use an action to play a spell. So that means if you play, if you use two actions to play two spells and they forgot both, then, um then yeah, I, I guess I guess I would assume it would be six damage. But
1: it doesn't
2: say. Yeah, it doesn't say. Spell. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, uh we could play however i don't i don't mind either way yeah house rules yeah. on that
1: one that one is a little uh, yeah, that uh it is. Yeah. dicey but no interesting artwork yeah poor harry <laughs> know, just, so just, as a,
2: just as a you know as a thing to be in the future when I, we play when you play against my deck with this card it must be brilliant it can be brilliant it has an yeah. exclamation oh, point got it so if you don't you're gonna take the damage just so you know there you go
1: <laughs> got it i'll keep that in mind so,
2: now we can go to Mandrake, the other screen yes. card in good. the set.
1: Our next creature card, it costs five magical creature lessons, and it reads, it is a plant. Uh, you may use an action to discard Mandrake from play to put a non-healing character card from your discard pile into your hand. And the damage each turn is three and health of one. So, yeah, not a lot of health, but if, let's say, you're playing with Sprout, which I think we're getting to in a little bit here, yeah. uh, you could uh, boost the health there a little bit. But, yeah, damage pretty good and the ability to uh get a non-healing character i'm a fan
3: yeah Yeah, i definitely love playing uh mandrake in the sprout deck um really it really it's a good uh creature whether it's a sprout deck or not you know so like like i was saying earlier with the crazy capybara uh costing seven for three damage um and it doesn't really do a whole lot for you like this one if you wanted to if there was like a non-healing character that you had um, in your discard pile that you wanted to get out, then there you go. it's helpful, so i I like Mandrake, yeah, and same. the art' is cute,
2: yeah, awesome art, yeah, not much to say. It's a great card overall, yeah, but definitely may way better with sprout and play for
1: sure, yeah, definitely, for sure. and next is a card Mona's mentioned already previously, I believe yep.
3: yes, uh, let's do it. It's a spell, it's a charms cost nine, it's called memory charm. Your opponent chooses one card in his or her hand and discards the rest so uh this was in reference to like if you're playing uh grip hook and your yeah. opponent gets gets rid of their hand and then they draw that many cards then you can play uh memory charm on the next turn or you know however you have your game set up and then uh, they would have to discard all of them but only choose one to keep in hand so it's it's just essentially it's it's like obliviate but cheaper and you're allowing your opponent one card.
1: Just one card in their yeah. hand left over. The artwork on this one always confused me. I like mm-hmm. it, I just don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, same. I I don't It's just a dragon bef- behind a telephone uh, box and they're in the middle of like a a street. I I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe this is just like a
3: like a regular like officer and this is some magic going on and you want him to forget what he
1: sees or something. Yeah.
3: I really don't know. We'd have to really like dive deep into like some right.
1: surrealism or something. I was thinking like or uh, isn't there like a way into the Ministry of Magic through like a telephone call yeah. yeah. yes, mm-hmm. or a box or something? So, yeah, yeah, I was wondering yeah. if that was related, but who knows. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Probably that, I just like showing you that he saw the dragon before and now he forgot. But still yeah. kind of weird art for sure. Uh, in my opinion, I do not like this over Obliviate. Like, if your opponent, especially late game, even if, if your opponent draw like, a Dobby's Help or something like that, uh, you're letting them keep the one card that could stop you. I understand mm-hmm. it's cheaper. I just don't think it's worth it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. But now we can move to the Moaning Myrtle's Bathroom, another great art uh, of this Definitely. Set. Very spoopy, very spoopy art, and uh, very nice wood looking. It's a five potion location, and before each player's turns, if they have at least two characters in play, they get one more action that turn. So, uh, it includes their starting character, so basically, if they have one extra character per other than their starting character, they draw. Uh, they get another action. Pretty cool card, pretty cool card. Yeah. Uh, because not all decks are going to run that many characters, right? Uh, right. So character decks may have an advantage using this. Uh, any, any. Though I'm assuming you don't have this card. I don't, but yeah. it just makes me think this
1: would be perfect <laughs> for a character deck, and I would definitely really be. Mo, heavy and how on do the you potions. break this card? Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, I do. I do actually have this in my you character see deck. Oh, I good. knew yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I do. And you know, the thing about the character deck is you have to be, so, so the character deck was actually, um, at the very beginning when I, when I built it, it was built from the character deck that's listed in uh, the dark Mark on the dark Mark website where they have that, um, they have one character deck there where you start with Ron. And then I sort of changed a few things from it. And, um, I added Moaning Myrtle's bathroom and I did a couple other things, but it's good. However, there's only a few spells, and so you only have like a f- like a handful of lessons. And so you've got like Dobby's disappearance. That's that's in that deck, which only costs four. Um, but the cool thing is, you do have like Snape and McGonagall, where which are characters, but they also provide
2: yes. uh, lesson
3: power, and so you can kind of creep up to getting a five for that and then of course you get one more action which is good and then playing a character for that deck only costs you one so this 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 can take you far for sure if you're just trying to like build ammunition yeah
1: that deck sounds awesome (laughs) yeah it is no it it is it is really good
3: well yeah we'll have to do like a deck tech on that one and then uh maybe maybe i'll just send it to you doug and you can
2: play with it you don't have to do that but yeah that sounds awesome i could Uh, yeah we can can definitely do that yeah that sounds reasonable
1: us to our next character, which I do have this one. Oh, for once, a, a Chamber's Cheek card I have. Uh, but Molly Weasley, <laughs> uh, she is a witch, unique character, and it, she reads, you may use an action in uh, to search your deck. You may take a character card for a Weasley character from your deck, uh, show it to your opponent, and put it in your hand. Then shuffle your deck. So, yeah, awesome to get some Weasleys in the mix. Uh, how appropriate for the mother character just to be able to have access to anybody in the family.
2: <laughs> well, makes, me th- right. makes me think of her little clock in the movie that has, Mm -hmm. like, the little faces. Uh, I I don't remember if that's accurate in the books, uh, but uh, it's still, like, a a good memory there. And I just have to say, um, Ronald Weasley, how dare you steal that car? I'm absolutely (laughs) disgusted. Your father's now facing inquiry at work, and it's entirely (laughs) your fault. If you put another toe out of the line, it'll bring you straight home. I just needed to uh, say that. Yeah. That whole thing <laughs> yeah. just
1: means something else to me because on my Perfect. show, we I know. I know. have a sound alert for it. Ronald Weasley. Yeah, we Ronald Weasley. We scream, yeah, we scream at yeah. dog
2: all the time when he messes up our, or uh-huh. doesn't mess up in the stream <laughs> yeah. because we like yeah. to mess with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yes. hear that quite a bit. But all right, that Perfect. can take
1: us to our next card.
2: Yeah.
1: Do all you? Right. But just a
2: question, Mona. Do you even run this? Because I I, I don't know, like... So you can only get Jeannie, Ronald, Percy, but do, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a card I would run, but I don't know. Do you run it?
3: So the only reason that I don't is because in that character deck, for example, I, I start with Ron already. Yeah, and then, right. um, you know, and then I would eventually, you know, pull Ginny. But I'm also not searching for Ginny right away because yeah, I because yeah. with with how many characters, I don't want to draw that many but you cards. Don't play the mean, twins? you may. I do. I do play the twins. Um. But there's only no, I don't, (laughs) I don't. But there's only there's only a couple adventures in that deck anyway that are really like to me. It's like mm, I don't really care to play them necessarily. But yeah, so I I definitely don't. Yeah,
2: that makes sense. Especially
1: if you're starting as Ron, that's the person you're gonna want to get anyway. Exactly, his mom. So Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure.
3: Okay, is it my turn? Yeah, I think so. Black
2: broom. Let's do
3: it. All right, Nimbus two thousand and one. It costs nine. Uh, it's a Quidditch card, of course. It's a broom, and it says whenever one of your Quidditch spells does damage to your opponent, it does three more damage. If you play this card and you already have a broom in play, discard the old one. All the brooms say that. And the cool thing about this is it does provide two Quidditch power, and so um, it's already kind of expensive. And so I don't know, like maybe, maybe with this you can have that blagging. Uh, you know that we were talking about with it being 11 if if you wanted to I don't know but um, but just the fact that whenever you use a Quidditch spell that does damage it does three more that's really what's what's helpful for sure
1: yeah as I was getting into this game I this was the only broom I was running in my Quidditch decks early on because I'm like oh it's the only one that provides two I want the best one and it's just yeah. like man it's hard to get that into play with nine but when you do get it in play that extra three damage uh, whenever you're doing Quidditch spells is insane like I, I love how this card is just like a real damage stacker and yeah a, a lesson booster but you're already at nine provided to play it it's uh, unique and again like you pointed out brooms are like wands where they replace one another, uh, unlike cauldrons that just kind of stack and things get crazy. Yep. yep, true that. True story. But yeah, I love Nimbus Two Thousand One. Great broom.
2: And now, yeah. and now we can move into another Quidditch related thing, and also college related thing. It's called No Hands. Oh, and Jesus it's gosh. called. It's called. <laughs> it costs three Quidditch. It's a spell, and you play this card only if there's a match in play. Discard the top card of your deck if it's a lesson card. You win the current match. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you take three damage. So, me personally, I love this card. It costs yeah. three, really easy to play. Quidditch also has cards that let you stack their top of your deck. I think it's like Lesson. What's the card? It's like cost one. Yeah, it has a strategy session or something like that. Yes. Uh, uh, yep, that's
1: very low cost. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. It
2: allows you to stack your deck, I believe. The top five cards, is that correct? Oh. Oh, I think you can reveal room. the top
1: three or so, uh, and basically just see what they are in preparation. Yeah. And then on your next turn, you could draw one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: but then like you can you can pair those up, right? With this, for example, both setting yeah. up the top of your deck to discard a lesson, and uh, and also like you know using a, basically you get get a catch a snitch for three. If you have a, yep. a, a a a deck that actually knows how to look and control the top of their deck yeah so. that makes sense
1: I, I think you're right with strategy yeah. session that's absolutely ringing a bell uh
3: strategy session allows you to get lessons um oh, well then what is it it's it's um i'm trying to. it's one of the brooms it's not comet 260 it's a clean sweep five when you play this card look at the top two cards of your deck Put them,
1: but bo- nope.
3: Um,
2: it's okay. I'll, I'll. I'm opening my binder here, and I'll search for
1: <laughs> it. Yeah, I'm uh, looking. I'm searching the uh, Accio. Hold on, we can cut all this uh, dead air out if we need to, because I know what you're talking about, Emilio. It's a low cost one too.
3: There it is, Clean Sweep Seven. Whenever you play this card, look at the top four of your deck and put them back on top in any order.
2: Yeah, okay, so that was clean one. Sweep. But there was a card. There's definitely a card that lets you do more than that.
3: Yeah, cuz strategy session is you may put up to 3 quidditch lessons from your hand into play.
2: Yeah, that's definitely not. That's
1: right. yeah, that's not the right one. Uh Oh, it's timeout, Emilio. It says look at the top 6 cards of your deck, put them in the back in on top in any order there you go. Uh, if there Time are fewer out. than 6. Thank you so much. Yes, oh, timeout. Yep. I oh. I I knew it was a, a low cost one, but no, strategy session is what I confused that for as well. Got timeout,
2: you. another really useful uh quidditch card. Timeout with, with catch with this no hands is amazing. Six cards, you can probably be setting up two instances of uh, no hands of working. no hands. Yeah that makes yeah.
1: sense. That's true. Yeah. yeah,, very cool interaction. I'm glad you pointed that out. And that leads us to our next creature, which is the Norwegian Ridgeback. Oh my gosh, this is a card I always want to pull. If I ever get my hands on uh, Chamber of Secrets packs, who knows. But uh it costs eight uh, Care of Magical Creature Lesson power, and it reads, To play this card, return two of your Care of Magical Creature Lessons from play to your hand. So at least they're going back to your hand. Yep. Uh, the damage each turn is seven and the health of five. So again, dragons, pretty badass. Look at that artwork. God damn it, Norwegian Ridgeback oh, no. is a nickname we call our one of our cats because he has like this little uh, spine design. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's our little Ridgeback. But yeah, this this card, you can't go wrong with dragons. It's probably one of my favorite dragons. Actually, no, my favorite is the Welsh Green Dragon because you're doing damage as you play it, if yeah, I'm not right, mistaken. Right. Yeah,
0: I yeah,
3: definitely definitely love this one uh, as well. I have this in that hooch deck that I found on Pojo website. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are getting into the game and you want to look for some uh, really good deck lists, I would suggest going to Pojo. They spent years, uh, like having people send them their deck lists and then yeah. they would edit them to like to make them better. Uh, I mean, so there's there's a handful of them. You cannot go through all of them, um, you know. Like, so really, really good resource um, that I don't think exists, you know, really anywhere else. And, so,
2: and, and you might want to. I mean, I already did this, but if you are listening to us you might want to save as a pdf like certain files that you would find interesting because that is there now but we don't know if that's going to stay there right like they have removed sure. other parts of their site they used to have a neopets part and they've also removed like a lot of it so you know it's good to record keep <laughs> Just yeah, definitely.
1: Archive some yeah. stuff because that the, the way the internet works, there's so many websites that I was like, oh, five years ago I was referencing this and it's uh, it's long gone. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. smart move. Uh, good thing to point out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really good card. Definitely. Ooh, and now we have another Weasley. I forgot about this one
3: too. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, Percy Weasley. Um, so obviously a wizard at the end of each of your opponent's turns. If he or she played a non-lesson card that turn, he or she takes one damage. So... Um this was one of the cards that came in the Chamber of Secrets yep. starter sets. Um oh, really? this, yeah, okay. and so it, it came with it was a transfiguration and potions mm-hmm. deck, like a pre made deck that they had. Um okay. it was okay, but yeah, the Percy Weasley is, is pretty good, you know, especially if they end up playing like um a spell or something like that, then they also take damage, even though it's just
2: one, but still. Yeah. It was a twins versus Percy, right? That's the yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, the the, the, oh, the, I have the seen that. Yep. Yep. very cool. Yeah. Huh? That that's a card. Yeah, it's an
1: yeah,
2: eh, that's okay. I guess. Yeah. Uh, now we move to an card that I actually like a lot. Petrified. Petrified mm. is a seven-cost transfiguration spell with Dumbledore. Cost five, right? It has a very, very, mm. very rough-looking Miss Norris there. Yeah, Uh, poor Miss Norris. Being being looked at Dumbledore, there's like, you know, their portraits in the back are dismayed as well. And the spell reads Choose one of your opponent's creatures or character in play and put it on the bottom of their deck. That's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like this card if I would be facing any deck that has characters or creatures. I am a big fan of returning things to deck uh, in any game. In Harry Potter, it has the extra. Bit that you can discard them, right? Eventually, you might discard them with damage. So your opponent doesn't even necessarily get to damage to uh, to draw them. It does, quote-unquote, heal them. Uh, But I like this kind of removal, personally. Uh, And I just say I like the card. I don't run it. I don't use it. um, But I like it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, For sure. I can agree with that. I haven't put it in any decks, but I do like uh, the concept behind it. I just love the art. Yeah. honestly the like art is fun dumbledore, the art freaks me out the poor miss norris i just feel bad for
3: dumbledore looks looks his age like at least 364 yeah. yes, there um, we go that's true so
1: i like that you know totally dig him. well it. If you like that art, you probably like this next art. We have Phoenix Tears. Look at that uh, yeah, container. That is very interesting. Pardon. I love the different just potion containers. But again, uh spell. what looks like a potion is a spell. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's a healing spell. And it to play this card, return four of your potion lessons from play to your hand. Okay, back to my hand is better than discarding them. Yep. But four? Holy crap. Shuffle up to 16 non-healing cards from your discard pile into your deck. So 16... Big healing chunk, but this, again, this costs 10 potion power. So, uh, probably going to be playing this late game to try to stay in the game if you have an opponent really doing lots of damage. But man, right. 16, putting four potions back into your hand seems like a powerful card. But yeah, again, I don't, maybe I have one copy of it, but I don't think I've even run it in a, an actual game yet.
3: Yeah, it's definitely one of those. It's like you're, you're taking, you're taking quite the hit. Um, I don't know what else you've got in your deck that would um, require you to have that many lessons in play but yeah. you know of course or, or or make sure that you have enough enough spells and other cards that require less lessons because you know you're gonna you're gonna return four yeah. lessons to your yeah. hand you know so like that's gonna take you a long time to kind of stack those back up and you drop down to six immediately yeah yeah exactly uh, so.
2: and here's a shout out to P Jones in Instagram. I, um, what's oh, his yeah. real name? I, I, I... I don't know, but I've Logan. seen them on Instagram. Logan. Uh, there you Logan. Go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because uh, I bought some medicine cards from him, and they sent me a foil copy I was missing for free. So oh, thank oh, you, that's you so much. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm closer to finishing the foil uh thanks for that. So, thanks a bunch. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah,
3: he's, yeah. Um, I've, I've met up, I've met up with, uh, with Togapi. He's, he's in Phoenix, yeah. and so he's, you know, he's a oh, local, awesome. uh, local guy, and yeah, super nice. Um, we played the game a couple times, and, um, yeah, he's always generous with his cards. It's actually really, really, he's, he's a
2: nice guy. Shout out to him, very for sure. cool. Yeah, follow, follow that Instagram, and he also has a YouTube, so. Yeah, yeah, we'll put both. links in the it's show It's all Togopi Jones, I think, right? That's, that's yeah, like, it is.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, loved, he loves that Pokemon. So It, it is yeah. a very cute
2: Pokemon,
3: yeah. It is, very true. <laughs> all right, where are we at? Potions test.
1: Yes, my favorite.
3: <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. So potions test is, is great. Um, it's a spell. It is expensive. It costs 12 potions um, lessons. Your opponent takes damage until he or she discards a total of 3 potions lesson cards from their deck so potion test is the greater form of potions project (laughs) which is greater
1: than potions homework yeah
3: exactly so so essentially they're doing each they're doing the same thing except for potions project it's two lessons that they have to discard and homework is one correct it's really, you know, it's it's, it's a really good card. I, I do like it. I end up playing Potions Project a lot more than I do Potions Test just because it's so expensive. A hundred percent. You know, but and, and obviously like you can play two Potions Project, right? And you can have them discard four if you really want to make them get that three or more than two at least. But yeah, Definitely. To- totally, totally good card. Really, really dope. I love all the Potions, you know, Um as far as like the test the homework and the project, because especially if you play this, and I know it's brutal AF. Okay, but just hear me out. Yep. If you play this with Caught by Snape or <sighs> Escaping the Dursleys, then yep. um, <laughs> the they're drawing. The I know they're drawing cards, <laughs> and the only, the only reason I ever bring up the brutality is because a lot of people might look at the Harry Potter TCG and think that <laughs> you can't do a lot
0: with. <laughs> Emilio is out. Yep, he's out.
3: He like they might think that you can't like that it's not like a game, right? We'll let you know, Emilio. I'll, I'll give you the okay. Like that like it's not a game that you can do damage or like you know, I don't know, maybe like it's not like fun or something, but with these types of cards you can really do some damage. You're good now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's what I
2: say. <laughs> Sorry, I was having that's some technical difficulties with not wanting to listen to right. so, oh, it's so like, much. Right. It's okay. Uh, no yeah. no but I'm sure that whatever warning. I'm sure that whatever Mona shared was completely reasonable and not going to make anyone cry <laughs> when they play it. Right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> <No>. Oh man. <laughs> One of my favorite cards, but yeah, incredibly hard to get out there. 12 is really tough. Yeah. But anyway, it makes sense why it's so tough or hard to get out because yeah, discarding the chances of three lessons yeah. cards, if you play that late in the game, it's insane.
2: Definitely. Yep. And then here we go.
3: Oh, it's her yes, next character. Yep. Yeah.
2: I get the strong, independent woman that don't need no man, just her plants. <laughs> it's Professor Pomona Sprout. Yes. Looking very damper, very nice. Uh, in the movie, she normally looks like dirty because she's always working with dirt. But here she yep. looks, she's ready for the runway and she heals all your plants. All your plants get two more health with this character. It's a witch. Hufflepuff,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: also provides an extra little paw print there. That's the care for magical creature lessons power. Mm-hmm. So a really cool card. As Mona has pointed out, it boosts up the mandrakes, the leaping toadstools, uh, the umbrella mushrooms. I forget the name. Um, so yeah, it's a cool cool witch that uh, cares for magical creatures, but it's, uh, they're actually plants. So yeah. yes, cool card. Love it. I think yeah. one of the rarest Definitely. ones. And to get mm-hmm. uh, also in the mirror foil. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, definitely. True. Yeah. Yep. Even just,
1: I, it was one of the last characters I got uh, most recently, and I just wanted to start messing around with plant decks and stuff. But yeah, yeah, do it. Very fun. Very fun. Yep. That takes us to our next card. I think we're in the final 10 of the rares here for this episode. We got mm-hmm. Reparo. Uh, it's a charms lesson card. It costs seven, and it's a spell that reads put a non healing card from your discard pile in your hand simple enough. Uh, yeah, you're just repairing those, those glasses that are broken, but no, you can take, uh, anything that you want from your discard pile, uh, but provided it's not healing. Uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very
3: helpful for sure. Especially if, like, like, I think I have one of these in my Snape deck that's, um, you know, the potions and charms deck that I've referenced a couple of times. This is really good, especially when I have all of like the wand shops that have yeah. been discarded, you know, it's always good to kind of take a card that,
1: you actually would really, really need yeah, or something just in general that uh, is very powerful that you've already used previously, and now it's in your discard pile. Go mm-hmm. get that again. It's like, oh, let me get that Gringotts vault key back. Yeah, exactly. Or a po- <laughs> or a potions project or those cards that exactly. you're talking about. Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: it's a great card for sure. The art is very nice. Dagon Alley. Mister um, Weasley has a huge wand. It's so big. <laughs> Emilio, like, how is it? But it's so big. Look at it.
1: Yeah, that does look like a, the, a broom or something. It's very
2: right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's like long and slender. Okay, we can move on. So um, now we go to Rogue Bludger. Who's let do yes. it.
3: Yeah, Rogue Bludger is really good. Uh, it's an item from Quidditch. It costs eight. Before each of your turns, your opponent takes three damage. So if you can, if you manage to get that out, there's there's nothing wrong with it. Items stay in play, and it's always oh, doing damage. So get it out there. It's a good card. Yeah. No.
2: Great art. He looks terrified. Yeah, he does. I would be too. (laughs) Yeah, he looks terrified and his thunderbolt has changed into an M.
1: Yeah, how far? I was looking at that I was like, (laughs) wait, what? I think that artist was trying to go for the horizontal one versus the movie version. I think he's just going
2: for his M because the last name is McDougal? So maybe Maybe. he just, Uh, that's his mark, you know, he just wants to. They're Dragon Ball Z
1: fan. It's imagine Harry Potter. No, I'm just (laughs) kidding. Oh, man. There we go.
2: But now we can go to Ron's, uh, youngest brother character. Yes. If you have no cards in your hand, you may use an action to draw five cards. Um, I, I like this. Um, but, you know, it's very specific. You must be running a deck that probably is low costed, very low cost. You know that you're gonna be using most of your cards, so it's like a mix of low-cost cards, probably adventures and lessons. And I like replenishing my resources in any game. As we've talked here, it does carry the extra weight that you're damaging yourself, right? But yeah. if you're getting the resources to kill your opponent, then it doesn't matter. So you know, you just have to build around very, very smart in a smart way around a card like this
1: just so circumstantial to me i mean in all my playing there's only certain very few instances where i don't have any <clears throat> cards in my hand it's yeah. not like right after an obliviate so it's like i'm playing this guy if i know my opponent has obliviate i don't know it yeah. seems like a a, a waste of a, a space in a deck for me mm-hmm. personally
3: yeah i mean especially when if you I mean, if 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 you don't have any cards in your hand, you have to draw to start your turn, and then you could use your two actions to draw, and that's three cards that you have right there. And so to go through the trouble mm-hmm. of using two actions to play this, Honestly, to just use an action yeah. to draw, a car- yeah, or or as a starting character, yeah, it's like like you said, it's very circumstantial. It's a one time thing, um, but
1: you know they needed to put something on the cards. So. Yeah, yeah, that was the weakest of the Ron cards, if you ask me. Yeah. But, okay, that takes us to another fantastic one. I actually do have a copy of this, and I'm so happy. Uh, it's Serpent Serpensortia. Honestly, probably one of my favorite just spells from the Harry Potter s- franchise. It's just such a cool mm. spell. Uh, Transfiguration uh, costs six. And it reads, search your deck, you may take up the two creature cards from your deck, show them to your opponent, and put them into your hand, then shuffle your deck. So, again, like we said in the past, uh, creatures and transfiguration go pretty hand in hand. So this mm-hmm. is a perfect one to put into a creature deck. Because, yeah, you're just going to get two creatures that you want. Uh, absolutely fantastic. And, yeah, in the movies, the, uh, the books, just like uh, Malfoy just shooting out a snake out the end of his uh, wand was pretty uh, impressive and intimidating. So, yeah, pretty cool spell and card.
3: Yeah, for sure. Definitely, um, definitely dope. I I have this in my plant deck and in my uh, in my McGonagall uh, creature. No, I'm sorry, not in my plant deck. In my McGonagall creature deck. Um, it's it, I mean it's helpful, right? So like yeah. like you said, Caramagical creatures and transfiguration go really well together. And so, um, yeah, being able to grab the creatures that you want.
2: Priceless, it, it yeah, you. yeah, for yep, sure. Tutor cards are always good. Um so now we go to the Slytherin
3: Common Room. Slytherin Common Room, yeah. It is a creepy place. Uh Slytherin Common Room. It costs five potions. And before each player's turn, he or she counts the number of Slytherin cards um they have in play and do that much damage to their opponent. So it's It's just kind of similar to that Gryffindor one, right?
1: Yep, exactly. Very just tribal. uh, Although the artwork, I I think uh, Slytherin room looks a little less cozy, but but still. Yeah. uh, I I definitely would, if I had copies of this, probably mess around with it in a dip it deck for sure.
2: Yeah. It looks cosier than I expected. It's a dungeon, right? Yeah, for a dungeon, right? But it's like all wood. It's It's like wood and brick walls. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the little lamps are like orbs. like yeah. Like green orbs surrounded by some brown, really cool. Yeah, Yeah. and that takes us to our spiders exodus. Spiders exodus. This is my turn, right? Yes. And this is trigger warning, Doug. Spiders exodus. Close my eyes. uh, It's a six-cost transfiguration spell that returns all creatures in play to their owner's hands. So yeah, it's really good to be able to return. Return your opponent's creatures, especially if they discarded lessons for them. Uh, you know they have to discard again, or then you can just make make them forget everything without an Obliviate. So, yeah, nice this remover. this
3: yeah, it's true. This this would be good to play maybe if you if you didn't have creatures yourself. Exactly, because that's you, what comes to mind. You and your opponent have to return. You can, you know, so that to me uh is is hurtful right because like you know you're you're trying to build up to do damage your opponent's building up to do damage and then you have to just get rid of both of them because what if what if
2: you played a unicorn and you got to get rid
3: of um well that's why it depends on the
2: creatures you're running if you're not Mm -hmm. if you run this card with creatures i would run it if you don't have creatures that discard lessons right like even in the worst case that you're returning your creatures to your hand Mm-hmm. If you are returning creatures that your opponent has that they discard lessons for, you're still putting them behind, right? So mm-hmm. yep. it's definitely okay. a builder it's a you can't just splash it, you have to be a little careful, but definitely a lot of payoff. Yep. Yeah, yep, that's
1: true. Good point. That makes sense. Ooh, and this is another, not necessarily a chase card, but another one that a lot of people talk about and are after, yeah. uh, and actually, uh, there's card. quite a combination, yeah, I guess it's, a, yeah, a chase it's card. It's not a chase uh, card,
2: but it's a card that many people are after.
1: <laughs> you know, it's, it's a chase <laughs> card. Uh, it's Venomous Tentacular Juice. Yes. mentioned it before, you and know. how there's an interaction, we'll get to that, but it costs nine potion power, it's a spell, and it reads, count the number of cards in your opponent's hand, he or she draws that many cards, or twice that many cards, rather, and that's why it's so powerful. Uh, doubling the amount of cards in their hand that you're drawing. Good God. That could, uh, I know it's like, yes, you're building resources, but you're building too many resources at that point. So yeah, it's an interesting one for sure. The artworks, uh, I feel like just famous. Look at that. It, poor, who is that? Goyle? <laughs> one of the two. Mm-hmm. I can't tell. Yeah.
3: Yeah. This, yeah. So this, as we mentioned before, this is the card that pairs really well with Dobby's help. So if yes. you play Dobby's help, and you draw you have your point and draw 10 cards then they're going to count the number of cards they have in their hand and draw twice that many and yep. so assuming that they had at least five other cards uh in their hand before dobby's help that's 15 cards and they have to draw 30 right yeah. so yep um, and that's
1: 45 total in their hand and your deck is only 60
3: <laughs> so. yeah exactly so you know like even <laughs> even just playing that combination alone uh but if if you were to if you were able to like, like for example, like, I'll just run it really quick. So, like, my deck that is the um, Snape deck, the potions, and the charms, yeah. you know, I have a lot of, like, money that's in there, right? So where you can have, like, Sickles, Galleons, Nuts, and so you get more action. So if you have the ability to have two of these, and you have a Sickle, for example, that gives you more action, then you can yep. play both of those along with one Dobby's Help, and then, obviously, you know, Game your over. opponent, your opponent can't draw sixty cards, you know, from the very yep. from the very first turn you got less. So anyway, um that that I think was the combination, in my opinion, that Wizards of the Coast probably uh you know thought of.
1: So that makes sense.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I like this makes me think of the potion that is at the end of the movies. That the one that Dumbledore thing that drinks at the end of the movies that has yes. the heart cracks in the in the bottom in mm, the mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I think the little cop maybe makes me think of it and, oh, yeah, in and yeah. his insides were burning. Of mm-hmm. course, this card was created before that book was even written. But uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we yeah, definitely get part. those
1: vibes, though. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, it is a chase card. Uh, maybe not as expensive as the Dobby cards, but uh, people do. Uh, no, though, it. It.
2: it's not a chase card. It's just a card that many people are <laughs> it's after. Not... Exactly. There we go. <laughs>
3: Let's do it. Mona, you right. get the twins. Alright, let's go. The Weasley Twins, before each of your turns, if you have an adventure in play, your opponent takes two damage. So I mean this is this is a good card if you have an adventure deck, right? So um like I I would, I just played with someone the other day who has an adventure deck and they have this as a starting character. And so they play adventures just so that I take damage and then obviously when you when I solve the adventure, it oftentimes does damage as well. So it's good i mean it it allows you i personally like the other yeah um, fred and george fred and george weasley that allows you to play an adventure using one action instead of two that to me is more helpful because you want to rely on other cards that you've got to do that damage because two damage it's it's annoying but it's really not enough to have them as their starting character in my opinion yeah that makes
1: sense to me too Yeah. yeah definitely then, oh, we're down to our last two. Yeah, this one's Amelia's. Um, it's a very powerful creature. Yeah, Rambler, I really Rambler. also...
2: Not the, I think the second art of the set that really, really got to me when I saw it. Whomping Willow. Nine Careful medical creatures. Uh, unique plant. You have to put three lessons of Careful medical creatures back to your hand. Right? Yeah, when you mm-hmm. play this card. And before each of your turns, if your opponent has any items in play, you choose one of them and discard it. It deals that. eight damage and has a health of twelve, so mm-hmm. this is arguably the best creature in the game in terms of like big stats, even better than Fluffy, yeah. uh, in in a way, just because it's more consistent, it's less cost, and also punches your uh, opponent's items, and you don't lose the creatures, right? So I think this is you know the quote unquote blessed White Dragon of uh, mm. of uh, Harry Potter. I like it a lot. I I I like that they went the extra <laughs> the extra way to make the branches look like actual punches. Um, yes, yeah, that was pretty cool. cool. And yep. yeah, that's it. Sure. Yeah, I
1: love that it just takes out items as well. Very flavorful. Awesome, awesome creature card.
3: Agreed. Yeah, and I, and I love that it's a plant. So having it like if someone's trying yes. to do this type of tribal or something, uh, having it in your plant deck is helpful for sure.
1: Yeah, totally. Dig it. Let's go. All right, and we're, we're down to the last rare of Chamber of Secrets. We are looking at Wizard Chest. It is a Transfiguration card, costs six power, and it's an item that reads you may use an action to discard one of your lessons from play to do two damage to your opponent. Now, that is an interesting ability because I feel like there's a couple other cards that are somewhat similar. I think actually it might be a Revival card that's similar, but the idea is maybe very late in the game, if You have a bunch of actions and you just are need only a few more damage to finish off an opponent. You can just uh trade your uh lesson cards to just finish them off. Pretty cool. I, I'm not sure how practical it is, I don't play this in decks, but uh, I like the ability.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a missed opportunity for me. Like, it should have been like you can discard whatever number of lessons and deal two damage. For each lesson would be like, way could, better it could be like a finisher um mm-hmm. as it
1: stands, probably would have to cost more though yeah.
2: sure but as it stands it's just not it's not great yeah that I feel makes sense. That. No.
1: same i don't i don't play this card but
2: it's great art
3: yep yes. the art's great
2: <laughs> love <The laughs> wizard SVP, chest too idea.
1: oh man well we did it all right that's gonna do it for part one of chamber secrets thank you guys for tuning in we will be back uh again with a future part two episode covering the uncommons and commons of this uh card set but let's do some plugs before we wrap this episode up
2: uh emilio
1: i guess we'll start with you
2: hi i'm emilio uh, i'm emilio that's correct and you can find me in my channel on the side of Collective Investments. If you're seeing the video, you have my banner up. You can also find me in the Medisu official Medisu Discord. as uh, so I'm uh, a head judge for the game and also involved in writing the rule book for the new set and just in play test, I'm a playtester. So if you're into Medisu or getting to Medisu, reach out and if you're in the Bay Area you can find me in game castles every Saturday and Sunday. Uh, that's Santa Clara and Sacramento and Fremont. If you want to learn how to play uh, medasu, which is, you know, the other thing I do a lot. And my channel, of course, focuses on medasu, Harry Partizy, and other, uh, sorry, uh, Dead CCGs. So that's where you can find me. There's also oh, Insta, Insta, Instagram, TikToks, everything's there in the YouTube. So you can go check it out in the interwebs. Yes.
1: All of our links will be available in the show note descriptions if you guys are interested in checking out these uh, links. How about you, Mona?
3: Yeah, so first of all, congrats, Emilio. I think it's super awesome that you're doing all that kind of stuff with MetaZoo. Really, really cool. Killing it. Yeah, 100% killing it. So um, if you guys want to find me, you can find me on YouTube. Um, my YouTube channel is called Into the Flu, where I go over the Harry Potter TCG cards, deck text, how to play, as well as some of the old merchandise uh, from that same time period, early 2000s. I, I love all that stuff. Um, I also write articles about the Harry Potter TCG uh, for two different uh, fan uh, contact creators, which would be MuggleNet is one of them. And the second one is called the Rolling Library, which is a, a magazine out of Italy. So if you're interested in that, um, you can find all the links to that. Um, like Doug said, he'll he'll put some stuff in there as well. But uh, it's also on my YouTube um, in the description. All the links are there. Most importantly, though, for anyone who's interested in the Harry Potter TCG, learning how to play the game and getting into it, um, and you have physical cards or you want physical cards and you want that interaction, then uh, please consider joining the League, uh, there's also going to be a link for that. Um, it's the, uh, it's the league that, that, that I, that I run, uh, two times a week. It's Wednesdays and Thursdays. So just depending on where you are in the country or in the world, uh, we have a time slot for you, hopefully. And if you need a deck, then let me know and I could always, um, I've, I've built decks
1: and sent decks out for a lot of people. So. Uh, just get into that. Playing the game is number one. So let's do it. Yeah, definitely get involved in that. And that the cool thing about the League is, like Mona said, it's with actual physical cards and webcam play and stuff. So um, there are other alternatives out there for like Untap and like the digital playing. But if you really like the physical aspect of the card game, which I feel like most of us really do, uh, the League is what you're yeah. going to want to check out. Yeah, for sure. And. Also, I, um, I'm findable on the internet at twitch.tv slash abtsilence. It's, uh, currently where I just, uh, stream a variety of video games, mainly a lot of Fall Guys and, uh, getting into Rocket League and some other stuff, but just, uh, a goofy place to hang out. If you want to see what that's all about, definitely check that out. Um, my other podcast, Almost Better Than Silence, is currently going on hiatus. So if you were a fan of that, uh, hopefully look forward to that coming back in the future. But for now, we're just taking a little bit of a break there. But that all being said, uh, we're going to be back soon with, uh, part two of this we'll also have another mini episode uh doing a recap of our favorite uh top five cards of the previous sets because that's something we uh, had intended on doing at one point but never got around to it but that's also stuff some stuff you can look forward to but thank you so much for tuning in we will be back next time see you guys next time
2: yeah. Oh, oh,
1: Mischief Managed. I almost forgot how we end our own show.
2: <laughs> mischief, <laughs> mischief Managed man. and Mischief managed. We also will be playing more cards now, right? Now that we're done reviewing. Yes. So I'll be fine yes. through the league and recorded, so look out for that. Lots.
1: Yeah. Yes. Lots of exciting stuff. For See sure. you guys.
2: See ya. Bye bye.